cheers to you. Cheers, buddy. All right. Welcome on. Uh, we've been talking about this for months now, which is really exciting. You're finally back in the States. Super cool. So I don't even know where to really start with it. I usually do like an introduction of who someone is and what they do. But the problem is I don't know exactly what you do. The purpose of having you on was to talk about your adventures and the crazy shit and how you're kind of doing something that I think a whole lot of people would like to do, which is theoretically living a United States life remotely in a different country that is not the United States. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure I'm butchering it, but in, in your opinion, what have you been doing? Where you been? Yeah, so first of all, freaking stoked to be on here, dude. I love that you do a pod and you've been doing it consistently for like- It's so much fun. For how long have you been doing this for? Two years, I think. Two years? That's yeah. so cool, bro. And you, I've definitely seen your consistency in it. That's one thing I've always struggled with. So cheers to that. 108 episodes, I think. It's badass, bro. It's, just, like, it's like male therapy. You're like <laughs> Joe Rogan 1.0. I like Rogan. A lot of people don't like him, but I, I just, I think, I think he's popular, and I think people like him because he's just a dude. Like yeah. He's, he's literally just like, yo, I'm here. This is what I like. <laughs> he's so normal. Yeah. People yeah. try so hard. They try so flipping hard. I'm like, just stop trying. Just yeah. Fun. Facts, dude. Yeah. So to answer your question, um, yeah. So I'm Joey. I'm just. I grew up here in Jacksonville, and like, um. What I do is I'm living a digital nomad lifestyle. A digital nomad is somebody who brings in an income on in the internet using obviously the internet and technology, right? So I work for my computer, um, and I think you put it in a really good way too. It's uh, you know essentially living with U.S. income in another part of the world where that has more leverage, more significance. But I think you know more than that, um, and uh, you can obviously dive in at any point here. I think more than that, when I initially started, it was out of a desire. That was the, that was actually my primary goal was to save money and still be able to live better. Um, still be able to live good. Still be able to like, you know, splurge every now and then without, you know, feeling financially punished. Yeah. Essentially when I came back from, you know, vacation or a weekend with the boys, whatever it might be. Um, and so now what it's kind of evolved to is a greater search of to as to what's important to me in my life, to be completely honest with you. Um, so now it's now it's like, what do I really want? Because now that I'm traveling, it's like, I don't have a home base because I haven't purchased a home yet, which is actually one of the reasons that I left is like, I don't have any debt or anything professionally that was holding me back. Um, and so now it's almost like, where do I want to call home? Like even coming back here to Jacksonville, it's actually been an interesting experience because I almost don't want to go. Like this Airbnb is dope. It's good to see all you guys. I speak the same language. I know my way around town. Like. I know what's good. I know who to talk to. So it's like, why don't I just stay here? Like, why don't I? And it, and it always kind of comes back to right now. It's just like shit's so expensive that I definitely don't miss living, living cautiously, so to speak. I like to live with a little bit more liberation and different to what you have going on. Is like, I didn't have anything professionally that was locking me down that I was committed to here in Jacksonville. And if anything, what I can say too, because it's like, I think some people kind of get confused as like I'm bragging, you know, about my lifestyle and stuff, but it's actually not. It's like, I actually admire um, people who have something going on in their hometown. For me, I just couldn't find anything that made sense. And so the, I, you know, there came a point where once I broke up with my girlfriend, um, I was literally like, literally nothing's holding me back right now. I can literally go do as I please. Um, and so I took that opportunity and kind of ran with it. So it was a little bit of a long-winded answer, but hopefully there was some insight in that question. No, it's great. Answer. And um, so what we talked about a little bit earlier is interesting. It's this giant jump. And 
I actually don't take what you say as bragging, but I can see why someone would. Yeah. And what I see it as I look at it and I'm like, okay, he's, he's literally actually just saying like, you could do this. Like anyone can do this. Mm. You're not as chained to your lifestyle as you think you are. Unless you're in a ton of debt, then if you leave, you're probably gonna get locked out of the U.S. But <laughs> get stuck. Yeah, pay your taxes too when you leave. That's right. Yeah. But the kind of the point is, I look at it and I say, well, I'm in a really good position, so it's hard for me. But that urge is absolutely still there, like the desire to be away from the craziness mm. and the life and the attachment to the U.S. dollar is soul sucking. And mm-hmm. I think the second you see it. something in your brain is like I want more like I need more out of this and it's so weird like you don't it's like an itch Mm. I caught that itch and I don't really know what to do about it because I'm in a great position but I'm like Mm. dude I want to go do what Joey's doing yeah um yeah so like I would say and I talked to my you know Khalid um have you had him on the pod no not yet no that'd be a good one yeah he's a fun dude yeah he's really really cool so anyhow um I think for I think for me it has to do with like getting clear on what's this has been a huge theme of my life over the last year, um, especially having been living in other parts of the world is like, what is truly important to me? Like, what do I like? And I talked to Khalid about this. So it's so the way he says it is like, okay, when you think about for me, it was a job, like professionally speaking, I was trying to figure out because um, and we can get into this more later, but I was trading stocks and that wasn't working out to the level that I would, you know, that I needed it to essentially, right, financially speaking. And so I was like, okay, what do I do now? Like before I completely fail and have to come back home with my tail in between my legs. And then so I talked to Khalid. I was like, yo, what should I do? Like I was just asking for some advice. And he said, um, and to answer your question, this is like a good framework to look at everything is like, well, what do I value professionally? So for me, I had to come up with, okay, here are the top three to five things that I value. So for me, it's location independence. It's having some level of control over time, um, a high, high income earning potential working around the right people and having a product and service that's aligned with me. So that's the refined version now that I've like pursued that for a while. And, I, and I, when I first asked me that, I really had like, I sat, I remember sitting there in Brazil, as painful as that sounds, right? Sitting in Brazil on a beach. On the beach. <laughs> yeah. Doing Try, nothing, drinking a margarita. Yeah, literally thinking like, what do I want professionally? Like, what do I need to feel fulfilled at work? Because I'm just not the kind of person, I just can't show up to something that I don't right. really feel I fully mean, committed or bought into. No passion. Yeah. None. So to answer your question, I mean, you know, like if your professional life is aligned with everything that you want out of your professional life and it is aligned with your interests, you know, professionally in business and growth speaking, then, then I would, I would hold on to that itch. And I would just like, you know, for example, I keep inviting you to go hang out with me for a week or two. I would hold on to that itch and, and when you do have the opportunity to go travel, do it the fucking right Shit, way. Hold the fuck don't, don't, I mean, don't go like, you can go on a fucking cruise or you can go stay at a resort for a week or two weeks in, in Cancun or Cabo or wherever the fuck. That's not the real thing. But dude, like you want to really experience like the adventure part of it, the adventure. Cause like we get, dude, if we go to the resort, we're all just going to do the same things we always do anyway. When we go on vacation or hanging out with the boys on the weekend, you're, right. you're drinking, you're having a good time. You're not worrying about anything. And you're having the same, generally the same conversations. You're meeting maybe a couple new people. But overall, same environment. You take that week or two and you go fucking live somewhere. You're, you're having all the fun, like party vibes too. But then you have the opportunity to go explore, to see how people live differently, to experience how different neighborhoods function. To ex- like one of the interesting things was um, in Brazil, the neighborhood was, the neighborhoods that, well, the neighborhoods in Rio, um, in the different regions of Rio de Janeiro and Brazil, they all have like a soccer team that they're super hype about. So it'd be like- I saw the videos. Yeah. I love that. That was really cool. 
Yeah, so it'd be like if you think of Jacksonville, for example, it'd be like Mandarin. Like everybody has fucking Mandarin, like Mustangs flags outside of their house. Like everybody's wearing green and orange. But think about how weird that would be here. It doesn't have the same energy. It's like we're all cheering for a high school football team. Like, why do I give a shit? Like, I don't care about that. Dude, dude, exactly. In in there, it's like the way we have high school football, like that stems off of regions of the city. They have professional soccer that comes from different neighborhoods within the city, which makes it which interesting. Which is so much cooler, and I really don't know why, but it's way cooler. Dude, it was it was amazing, bro. And like these people are fucking diehard. Like they have their team logos tatted on them. Like <laughs> I love like, that. <laughs> like I mean, dude, every game. Like when there's a game, you know about it because you can hear it from like mm-hmm. from your the from, blocks. In my case, my Airbnb. Yeah. Um, and then you go outside and, and it's like it'd be like us walking down Five Points, but outside of Five Points, they have a TV and like chairs, like like five rows of like ten or fifteen chairs, and everybody's like sitting outside the bar, like huddled around the TV, like drinking. The bartenders are drinking, like they're serving drinks, watching the game too, getting hype with us. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would say like, you know, dude, I admire the fact that you have like a, I, what you have is you have consistency. I haven't found consistency on a high level yet in my life and that's the journey I'm on. And I say that with humility, right? Oh, but it's a trade-off. It is a trade-off. It's a huge trade-off. But now it's like, so I'm not trading anything off anymore. Now it's like I'm going for full consistency because what you have is you have a podcast you've been doing for you know two years, right? That's That's... That's badass. Like I've done nice. two podcasts and none of them lasted longer than six months. I don't think, right? Well, you have to enjoy it. You have to like actually really truly enjoy it. And yeah. I have a lot of fun talking to people. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you have um, how long have you been doing your job for? Ooh, I'm going on two and a half years, and so it's taken us a long time to build stuff. And yeah. so, all right, so the danger is, and I think for most people listening, they'll know. So I work in the commercial real estate world, and to do anything successful in the commercial real estate world, you need about five years. You need truly, actually, five years to really start building anything to build connections, to physically build a product, to do any of these things. And if you don't have it, you're kind of screwed. There's no get rich quick in commercial real estate. The guys that try fail. And if if you do, it's because you screwed someone over and you probably lost some friends, which Mm. sucks. That's Mm. much worse. So I was forced into it. I I really didn't have a choice. Mm. Yeah, so (laughs) like that, but that's in, in, like you said earlier, that's the trade off. It's like- I chose it anything worth pursuing is going to take two to five years, you know, before you start to see like the bigger results. Um, and you know, one of my trade-offs is like now, especially now I started thinking about it here because there's some like really amazing women here in Jacksonville, like a small handful that I would really like to get to know more and, and go out with and spend time with, but I'm leaving, you know what I mean? So like one of my trade-offs bro is like, I'm physical thinking like relationships. Well, physical relationships. Yeah. yeah no, and, no doubt. And um, so I think that in anything, that's exciting or rewarding or fulfilling there is like you said a certain level of trade-off you know for you it's like maybe not going to travel as much but for me it's like i look at you in the summer i'm like dude that's dope you guys have been together for some time now I appreciate that's that. something that i miss and she's pretty cool yeah dude i love it <laughs> yeah good for you how long have you guys been together uh, it's a little over a year now it's been fun Amazing. so um well t- to that point that so the U.S. dollar is really powerful in a lot of places and the way i look at it is the trade-off is every year Every year that I stay and don't get to do those things, I get way more powerful in other parts of the world. Maybe not here, maybe I'm making inches here, but you're taking big, long meter strides in other places. So mm-hmm. you, can, you can hit that point of freedom or being able to do whatever you want, pursue your dreams and your life and your existence quickly in other places comparatively. Mm-hmm. You give up certain things like Chick-fil-A, but. Yeah, you do have to go to Chick-fil-A. Bro, you see, you see my trash here? It's like, it's like, it's like Pen Express. Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A. And, and Voodoo Ranger. And, and Happy Dad. 
Shout out to Happy Dad Seltzer. Free plug for the boys, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, dude, like, uh, yeah, so the dollar does go way further. Um, I, this is the first year that I feel like you'll appreciate this. This is the first year that I've looked forward to, like, filing taxes back in April. It's the first year that I've been like, dude, actually, thank you. Like, I'm so happy I earn in USD right now. Like, because, yeah. I mean, it really does go a lot further. You know, you have in Colombia, it's like, I can't remember the exact numbers, but like when you buy things there, you're spending 15,000, 20,000, 30, 100,000, 200,000 Colombian pesos at a time, which is like the equivalent to like 20 bucks. You know what I mean? So let's look it up. I'm curious. Yeah. Oh, I don't have internet. Let's do it on the phone. Here. You got it real quick. Yeah. That was just the, let's see. So Colombian pesos. Yeah, you should have this bookmarked. Uh, dude, I should. I should definitely be more. Colombian pesos to USD one dollar. So, um, one peso is point zero 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 two six something or other. So let's see, ten USD to COP. Wow. Ten dollars is the equivalent of forty five thousand yeah, Colombian pesos. Yeah, but would that? How far would that go? Like, would that? Dude, so beers there is seventy five cents. Like beers there are 75 cents. That's awesome. Um, it's like 2008 all over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I mean, and also though too, it also depends on what part of the city you're in. If you're in a city where there's like, like Medellin, for example, is like a very digital nomad heavy city. So if you're in El Poblado, which is like basically what would be the equivalent of like, you know, Riverside or like San Marco or the something fun like part. that. Yeah, the fun, like everything works and shit. <laughs> everything works. Um, the there, you know, there are things, things are a little bit more normal priced. Um, but the nice thing too is, is like, if you can kind of venture out a little bit and go actually experience the city that isn't meant for tourists and shit. Um, yeah, it's like, dude, like Ecuador, dude, Ecuador, uh, a full lunch, like full lunch, like full big fat meal of lunch was like $2 and 50 cents. It's pretty awesome. So for someone who doesn't cook or like to cook, like as you can see here clearly. I love to cook. Um, yeah, we, I'll bring you on the next one, bro. I'll get you that digital <laughs> there we go. Yeah. When you retire, I'll just steal you away from summer. So All I gotta do cooks. is build a bunch of properties and all that stuff. <laughs> and I'll just manage them remotely. That'd yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the, the U.S. dollar goes significantly further. Um, one thing is cool, just like as a side note, is all the currency. So like Brazil, my... Uh, it's, uh, dude, you changed the name of the podcast, didn't you? We did. Yeah, it's not feel good financing. I'm happy to explain it a little bit, but cool. yeah, go ahead. Let's dive into it. But yeah, um, just like a funny little thing. My favorite current, well, my favorite country is Brazil, but my favorite currency is also from Brazil. So it's the Brazilian real. Okay. So it's uh, spelled R E A L. So it's like real, but it's real. It's like real, but not real. Yeah, real. they pronounce ours as ages. Interesting. Yeah. Is that Portuguese. Um, yeah. Brazilian. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so like Rio de Janeiro is Rio de Janeiro. Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. Janeiro. Janeiro. There's one of them that actually is an R. Um, so I think it's Rio de Janeiro. So like, it's hit or miss. Is the, begin, the, the first R is an H, I think. Sometimes they feel like pronouncing it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 They, keep, they, keep, they keep you on your toes. That's fun. Um, but yeah, they have the coolest currency. Um, Why? Currency, Why is it cool? It's just pretty, bro. Like you, oh. you see the currency and it's just like easy on the eyes and their five he ice so that's the plural version of hail mm-hmm. he ice um five he ice is the equivalent to a dollar so it's a little easier to kind of like measure versus it's pretty flat Columbia. translation yeah yeah when you see a u.s dollar you think of like a mafia movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't know why but immediately that's what comes to mind for me when you see the u.s dollar you think of like a when i when movie? i see cash i'm like oh yeah you only see cash in like <laughs> bank robber movies anymore like nobody has cash interesting interesting yeah i don't carry cash um neither do i yeah it like, sucks 
No, no cash here, bro. Just it's terrible. Straight card and Apple Pay. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And it's I, I had to explain to my poor mother. She was like, cash is king. And I said, mom, no. <laughs> I have a finance degree. I can explain to you how incorrect that is and well, how bad it is. Yeah, I'll tell you when cash is king. Cash is king when you're parking at Jet Atlantic Beach. Oh, sure. And, and you're about to pay the guy 20 fucking dollars to park. And you don't have cash. And he doesn't take Venmo. And it's an older dude. And he looks oh, at you and he no. says... Bro, cash is king. And then I'm like, fuck. Yeah, whatever so you wrong, say, pal. But you're right. <laughs> all right, all right, Bob. <laughs> in, this, in, this, in this five minute window of time, you were correct. Cash <laughs> is king for you. Bro. Absolutely, but <laughs> just for that. Yeah. So tell me about the travel part of it. Where did you stay and how did that all get set up and organized? Um, yeah, so that's a little bit of a broad question, but to, uh, what I think you're asking is my first destination, right? Sure, yeah, I, I mean like lodging. How did you get lodging going? And yeah, did dude, you like it? So, so my strategy when I first left is, and still pretty much to this day, sort of, um, is uh, so when I was first leaving, I was looking at all the countries in South America and Central America, and I was trying to find the best Airbnbs for the lowest amount of cost. Like, I want to like live good but not pay a lot, right? Right. Um, and so basically, Quito, Ecuador, um, totally random. Like, I don't think you've ever heard anybody say, "I'm going to Ecuador for vacation." But uh, Quito, Ecuador has the lowest Airbnb prices and like you live good, bro. Like it's- Is it um, just coincidental? Is... Uh, so I don't know what the dynamic is there, but for example, Ecuador, they use the US dollar as their currency. So- really? They don't um, have their own? They don't have their own, yeah. So, so it's probably pretty easy to deal with. Yeah, it's really easy and everything's cheaper. So it's it's not like because they're using, US, using USD that it's more expensive. It's actually like cheaper. Um, you know, taxis don't cost more than $3 if you're going really far. Wow. Yeah, lunches are two fifty. Like, that Airbnb was in a place that was basically like, if you remember the Strand without the view. Mm-hmm. Um, Which they, is, a, for anyone listening, a place in, near downtown Jacksonville. Yeah, luxury living. Good spot. Um, yeah. Uh, so, like, I, you know, I had an apartment that was, you know, the same level of quality on the inside. Um, obviously, not the killer view, but that was like $595 for the month. So what I do is I always do a month bookings on Airbnb because you get the discount. So it's a good point. I've never paid. My most expensive one I paid for a month is uh, the one I'm going to in Medellin is like 800 bucks, 830 um, But I, up until then, I've never paid more than like $600 for an Airbnb for a month. So that's not really more expensive than like low-end lodging in Florida, I would say. I don't think you can find a place for 600 700 I don't, I don't even think you can, you can get under 800 You can for 800 if you're splitting it, but I don't you'd be if you're, real if you're hard pressed it. to get under that. Yeah. Alone. And alone and, is tough. and if you're do, like uh like if you're if you're splitting it two ways and it's 1600 I mean, yeah, you could probably find some spots, but you're, oh, you're, li- you're living with somebody. Yeah, you're living with somebody. So you you can definitely beat that what I what I like and Something that was actually challenging at first, but ended up being really cool is like I could afford to live in a place by my own without feeling like, like a pinch penny. Yeah. Um. And so, for example, like when I was in Ecuador, dude, like I don't know anybody there. Right. New country. I have new no person. friends. Um. I'm living completely by myself, and the whole intention going into my travels was to to get rich, basically to make money and to save money, um, and to 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 take off the financial burden of needing to keep up with bills so that I can focus on developing my skill sets. And um, yeah, it was it you're able to do that because you don't know anybody. Nobody's hitting you up to go anywhere. Like, um, and you're, and for me, I'm I'm yes to everything. Like you have a much you say no to a lot more things than I do. That's true. <laughs> so um so yeah, dude, it was you know five hundred 
less than 600 bucks to go live on my own and just have my space and be able to completely dial in. And it's a, it's a pretty powerful thing. It almost feels like it's, I don't want to say scheme because that seems very cynical, but it almost seems like the whole system in the US is at least designed to keep people thinking that that is their best option. And while it may be for a lot of folks, it's, it's a very expensive option. And we live in a day and age where you could actually choose. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering how we get away from that to where, so someone who, who works a low income job and says, I literally, I'm drowning. I can't keep up. Like there should be some kind of a way to say, okay, look, we're not deporting you. We're going to place you somewhere where you could with this occupation do just fine and still contribute to wherever you are. Mm-hmm. And at some point, if you get out of it, you're going to be welcome back in. That, that seems like too good to be true. I don't know if I followed you all the way there. So what I'm kind of saying is think about like, I always come back to education and we just pay teachers like shit so poorly. <laughs> yeah, it's pr- pretty fucked actually. It's yeah. so bad. But Which is different in other countries, by the way, which is right. another way we can go later. But Sort of where I was going with that yeah. is that there are plenty of countries that do a little bit better. I don't have any stats off the top of my head, but if you had someone with that skill set, with that degree, ready to go and say, hey, this is what I want to do. I just can't make it work in the United States. Mm-hmm. There should be some kind of a path to get them to where they could still do what they love, practice, and do it in a way that doesn't put them underwater. Yeah, and I think that's an unfortunate result of recent politics and fiscal policy. Um, you think so? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, it's just very clear. I mean, dude, like, like it's ungod, I mean, dude, it's crazy. I mean, like, I, it was a, third, a high noon was like $13 the other night at fucking Casa Marina, which I guess is like nice, but it's not like- Nicer place. It's not like, it's not like, you know, it's not River and Post. It's not so Roos Chris. Yeah, it's not Roos Chris, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, I mean, like rent's gone, like dude, like, I had one place, I won't name names on, but I was renting from a friend that I was living in a studio for $500, like that That's same place. pretty darn good. Yeah, super small, nothing fancy, very basic, but perfect for me um, as a single dude. And uh, that was $500. Now he's renting it out for a thousand. Sure. So, so I think, I think that just, it's just unfortunate. Cause like, that's what I keep thinking about. I was like, damn, like I really miss it. Aside from the mountains, the nature and like the different culture and stuff. Like I, you know, I would totally live in Jacksonville, but like financially for, for what I value and what I'm trying to accomplish in my life and my experience, like I just can't justify like spending that kind of money and like going back into that circle when, when I'm not tied to it, you know, professionally speaking, you know what I mean? So, um, though I will say you know, on the flip side, being back has been a breath of fresh air, dude. Like, like I said, this isn't maybe like the most top tier part of town, but everything looks so fucking clean and beautiful to my eyes <laughs> compared, compared to, to Medellin. <laughs> well, okay, Medellin's pretty, but yeah, but like Medellin's got like, for example, I think, um, I think uh, street art is legal there. So everything's like spray paint. Like a lot of things are That's spray awesome. Rio, dude, it's completely really legalized cool. to, 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 to graffiti and street that. art. So to some degree, I mean, you come here, you definitely get a little more, it just feels like a little more stable and like, we have a state government in place. <laughs> state go- Exactly, dude. Yeah. And like, I can leave my house and leave the door unlocked and not have to like freak out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, I'm pretty sure you probably even leave your door unlocked sometimes. I don't know. Um, no, don't get any ideas. <laughs> uh, when I was living at the strand, I mean, Josh and I never locked the door, bro. like just, it was always open. So what's well, funny to you. So to your point about being expensive here, this is actually probably the most affordable quote big unquote city in florida Mm -hmm. it's it's the best quality of life in my opinion for the price the price Tampa is more expensive orlando is more expensive miami's godly more expensive miami's stupid dude it's ridiculous and it's just this i i 
personally really think it's this weird cascade of the problem just continued to get a little worse every couple months and no one's doing anything about it. Now we're having to face the fact of stuff's not getting produced as much. You got a whole bunch of YouTubers and fucking people that don't produce anything that are millions of dollars. dollars, (laughs) You're like, what are you doing? You're not producing, you're a drain. You're a literal drain. And I have friends that do it. Don't hate me. I don't hate you, I love you. But you don't produce anything. You're an entertainer. We have too many entertainers. We have too many insurance agents. We have too many bankers. We got too much of this. And now we we don't have enough of that. Yeah, you know, and ah, that's the thing. And I thought about that too. I'm like, Jacksonville really, like for the quality of life is really the most reasonable place to live for the price. It is. I've and, done the math. And for me, like financially, for, for like, again, for me, the, the math doesn't doesn't add up. Like I definitely wouldn't live in Tampa. I have friends who live in Tampa who are like waiters and stuff. And like, dude, my hat's off to them. I, I just like, the fuck, dude? Like, Think about the people in New York. You got people waiting tables trying to be actors in New York. Like, that's a grind yeah. of an existence. Well, and I think that, to your point, I think that's part of the system, too. And I think it's, like, not necessarily... I think the system, to a certain degree, is set up against us because there's debt and credit marketing um, that is unreal. Um, so people are in debt and, and don't understand credit and how to leverage it. And instead, they use it to, to completely fuck themselves, basically. It's actually crazy. They... Most people who leverage, who use their credit and use debt, they see their credit card as a savings account. Oh god! Yeah. Not as like a bad, like you're not supposed to. Then that's not the way to view credit, right? No, no, no. Um, and so to that point, like you know, you're watching all the YouTubers and the influencers and entertainers kind of like living this lavish lifestyle. Um, what fucked me for a long time was like. I really wanted that. Like, I really, truly wanted to, like... Because oh, it looks hot. It, it looks really it looks hot. Amazing. It looks fun, dude. Yeah, it you looks know, super if, fun. If you want to take all, like, the kind of, like, superficial shit out of it, like, like the chicks and the, you know, jewelry and stuff, like, the still, music, at the, the end sounds, of it, the lights, you took the all of that out, it still is fucking an attractive lifestyle, just being able to have fun and enjoy life and live life on your own terms. Not care that you wake up with three credit cards that are due. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, exactly. And they not, do. Not care that you're only able to save, like... $200 this month to put it in savings to not touch, right? Yeah. And so, um, you know, I think that, I think we even create that part of the system because what then happens is then where the rat race begins is now we all, like, maybe not you, because I don't really see you out that much like that, but like people I know and even myself am guilty of this for sure, is like, then we try and go out and live that and mimic that in our, um, my friend Cody uh, referred to it as the Jacksonville fishbowl. So you go to the clubs, you spend a little bit more on like drinks to buy it for people and so on and so forth. And then we try and like fulfill this, this idea of what life should look like. To self-fulfilling prophecy. To prices that are overinflated. And then at the end of the day, it's like you kind of wake up and you feel empty anyway. And it's like, there's nothing fulfilling about that. Um, so, you know, I think, um, you know, I think ultimately for me, it was like, there's, my message is that there's more if you don't have something going on, like if you like my my sister and my brother are both going to graduate. My sister just graduated. My brother's going to from you know prestigious universities and like congrats, dude, amazing, like That's awesome, awesome, dude, like great. Like now you have your thing, you have your passion, your purpose. Like go go chase that shit, and it's here in the U.S. I love that. Like I wish like really I used cool. to wish I had that, right? Yeah. Um, but I don't. I have friends like you mentioned, Alex, like. That's his thing, bro. He he's got love Alex. He's doing sales here in the U.S. and that's what he loves to do. And like, um, that's amazing. You know, like Isaac, he's been doing you know door to door for like fifteen years or twenty years or however long. And for me, it was just I never had anything like in the U.S. I was like, oh, that's what I want to do. So yeah, and you kind of went that route for a minute. So I I remember as soon as Alex got back last year, before I really became friends with him, I I just asked him. I was like, hey man, 
you want to go to lunch? Just randomly on like a Tuesday. And he's like, I'd love to. Yeah. I just sat down and I said, all right, so good to see you. I know we've never actually like talked or met. First <laughs> things first, how the fuck do you knock on doors and sell stuff for a living? And he laughed and we ended up talking for a good two and a half hours I think, at that restaurant. And I was like, this guy's incredible. Like the fact that you could play this mental game with yourself and you can win. And like, no one can do that. We're all so bad at the mental game. I suck at it for sure. I wake up, I convince myself in or out of anything, mm-hmm. anything, mm-hmm. and it's dangerous. But um, yeah, so I well, yeah, and just off that point, while you think of the, what you're gonna say, I don't um, know what I'm gonna say, but. okay, cool, fair, <laughs> my bad, Jones. no, 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 go ahead. <laughs> so um, yeah, like on that point, it's like it comes back to like how we started off. It's just like, what are you willing to give up in order to go up? So like, right. Alex willing to give up certain things in order to do that job, which has its own set of challenges, and it's like you're willing to give up certain things to, you know, to maybe not have the level of financial like or business success until five years from now when once you've actually locked yourself down in the space, you know? So yeah, that's what I would say. Well, yeah, but his is, his is wild in that. I think people, we all do because whenever we look at things on social media, we just take it for face value and it's fine. It's how our brains are built. It's not our fault. But when he puts up eight months of gorgeous vacations, just one after another doing really cool stuff, I even feel myself, I'm like, God, geez, what the heck is this guy doing? I, I could do this. And it's because for four hours, he is absolutely slaving away every single second. Oh, not four hours, sorry, four months constantly, like without a stop. And um, I, don't, I don't have the ability to do that. Like I'm realistic enough to look at it and say, I can't. I, I, I actually, my pace is pretty good where I am. And I, don't, yeah. I think most people would look at it and at face value think, oh, I could do that too. I could suffer for four months to get those eight. I challenge everyone, you bet 99% could not. Yeah, I'm actually, I, I'll actually probably have my kids, when I have kids, do do at least one summer of door to door. Oh God, it'll give you the balls of steel. Uh, yeah, dude, for sure. Um, yeah, I, and, I, and that's what I think too, that's why I just stopped doing it. Once I made the money, um, yeah, once, once I got the biggest check of my life, right, like, at that point I was no longer, like, I couldn't do it anymore. I was like, I literally could not go and not, I was like, you know, I like, have it. I, I have, have X amount of for. dollars in my bank account. That was the whole reason I was doing this in the first place. Yeah. Now it's like I literally, like I literally could not get myself to go knock another door. Yeah. Um. And so, and so, I think that it just has to do with the self awareness. And and again, like, for some reason, Alex is wired to do that. For some reason, my father is wired to do what he does for business. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like he, he doesn't sit there and freaking yeah, like I love my job, but like they're wired. Like some people are wired differently to be able to like. The, it's the okay it's, what's next it's like it's like a capitalistic uh like like it's like being a capitalistic socio like psychopath basically yeah. it's like removing emotions from the business and just just doing what you know you need to do in order to make a living you don't exist you're able to command your body to do actions for a certain number of hours in the day and you just do them and then when you come home you're you again mm-hmm. that's a little crazy so that's the mind game what do you fall into well i don't really know because so i do have a degree of a high degree of sales involved in my job and for a lot of it my the sales portion of my job is fairly easy because I, I have a strategy for it. And, you know, we have developments in this market, and so there's no easier conversation than in a constrained warehouse market, walking up to someone's door and saying, boy, there's an awful lot of trucks out there. You look like you could use a bigger warehouse or a bigger lot. Here is a flyer for a bigger warehouse. Coming next year, mm-hmm. there's my card. Call me when you can. Mm-hmm. That's the easiest sales pitch of all time. That's a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. If you handed me a phone book and said, go cold call 500 people this week, I'd say, ah, I'm gonna go do something else. Like, there's no chance I would ever do that. I can't do that. I'm not built for it. Some mm. people are. There's yeah. wrong with that. Yeah, so um, 
So like, do you, do you like what you do? Like emotionally, does it like entice you or do you fall into the category of somebody like my father where you're just like, you're just wired in such a way where like, this is the job that I committed to doing. This is what, you know, I like, I enjoy the capitalistic, maybe entrepreneurial side of it. Um, or, or do you, do you understand what I'm asking? That was like, I do pretty bad. No, it's right. So projects excite me, projects and knowledge and camaraderie all excite me. And so you asked why we named this podcast, why we renamed the podcast. So it used to be feel good finance, which was fun. The original thing was, it was me. I was seeing all this shit happen in the market. And I said, I, this is ridiculous. Like all these crazy things. I want to talk about this with people who want to talk about it. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And it sort of evolved into the format we have now, which I call, I hate networking. And it's a, it's a joke because Silver and Chelsea, two of my co-hosts, which are wonderful people and not here right now, both make fun of me. They say, John, you love networking. That's all you do. And I said, no, I fucking hate networking. I make friends. Like I can't stand networking. It's so transactional. It's gross. Mm, It's just like slimy. Oh God, like, hi, here's my card. What can I do for you? Like, oh God, I don't want to do that. Like, hi, how are you? Are you married? Like you have kids? What do you do? Where do you live? Where do you want to go? You like the beach? You like the mountains? Oh, cool. Wait, two months later, we have a reason to transact. We're buddies. Let's do it. Let's mm. make this happen. Mm. That's a great way to do business. Yeah. That excites me. And, and I love that. Uh, that's actually a really good point because um, that's actually one of the reasons I didn't want to do like door to door anymore because I knew my next epsilon of success, financially speaking, would be growing a team. And I just hated the idea of like constantly being in recruiting mode. The slimy sales. Just just like, dude, like I, I'm not like I, when I hang out with you, I don't want to be pitching you on like you doing door to door, you doing this or that or whatever it might be. Yep. Um, and, and we all know our door-to-door friends and like when they do their thing that you just let them talk and then like you move on afterwards, right? Yeah. So why I think Alex is built for this. Sorry we're talking about you, Alex. I love you so much. I can't wait for you to come back. But so the reason he works for it is because it's not slimy with him. He's actually literally just excited. And he's exactly. like, I have this really cool thing that I do that I love. I actually think you'd love it. And it makes me so excited that I have all this energy that we could do it together. Like that's not, there's nothing slimy or wrong about that at all. He's just got this weird gene that allows him to do that. No, yeah, I totally but most agree. people do not. I totally agree. And I wasn't talking so much specifically about um, Alex or anyone in particular, but I think for me, like very similar to you, it's like you, when you connect with people, like you actually make it a point that there is no agenda. Like I can't do it. I hate the you, agenda. You go out of your way to let me know or whoever else is around you know that there is no agenda. We're friends. Like we're just friends. We're just hanging out. Everything is good. You don't have to worry about me. Like I'm not to, trying to sell you. Trying to sell exactly right. We're here to have fun. I don't make money on this podcast. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, you were here because I like you. Exactly. Yeah. Um. And and I actually find that to be a breath of fresh air too. And one one theme of um the last uh, at least couple of months now that I've set in my mind is just like really focusing on having robust and healthy relationships and friendships because. Um, not all my friends need to be doing sales. Not all my friends need to be living digital nomad life. Not all my friends need to be millionaires. Not all my friends need to be making six figures. Not all my friends need to have the same mindset about life that I do. Agreed. Not all my friends have to be either further or, or less behind than me. It's like, I don't even give a shit about all of that when it comes to just like hanging out with people. Like I just want to connect. And you're right. Those are the, the best connections are made. So like I have a friend that we just connected in Jack's Beach um, either yesterday or the day before that. and. And you know we're we're both in in business, and we both have tried to find ways to collab, and it's just the timing hasn't worked out. But we're both under the, like the understanding that it's like whenever we link up, we just like to talk about business because that's what we talk about. Yeah, but we're like both interested more than anything, it's like I'm not asking you to sign up for anything or like join me on this venture or that venture. 
Um, but like, hey, here's what I'm doing. So like in the future, if this were something that were to make sense, like, you know, you, I'm your guy, right? Yeah. Um, but more importantly than that, it's like, it's interesting because that conversation started off with business, but it, um, you know, as most conversations do, it kind of tailed off into more like deeper life things. Like we talked about relationships, we talked about romantic relationships, we talked about travels and, and goals and, and, and purposes and stuff like that. So I, I definitely resonate with that. I think that's something that's, um, uh, that, that adds to your level of authenticity as far as like who John Cold is, bro. Well, so I was writing about this earlier today and I want to put it together. It's, it's, it was hard, like the deeper I got into the more I couldn't write it. And I guess I have a shitload of friends. I don't, I really, people keep telling me that and I just don't know. Like I, whatever, I don't really care. I'm just here, I exist. <clears throat> so I have a lot of folks that are like, you do a really good job of keeping up with people. And I feel like I do such a shit job of keeping up with everyone. Um, so I was thinking about it and I was like, wait, why does it matter to me so much? Why do I beat myself up over this? And I said, oh, I figured it out. It's because the energy, the energy that is generated from talking with someone and realizing you're both really into the same thing mm-hmm. is gigantic. Mm-hmm. So like all that energy you spent in the past, keeping up with them, being friends with them, getting close, like, oh my God. Then you hit that one thing where you're like, oh, we both love cars. And like you just feel this, like whatever it is, like goes right up through you. And you're like, oh shit, like we both love this. And you have big old high five. And you're like, it, it's so worth it. It's the best high of all time. Yeah, dude, community, man. Can we pause real quick? I want to refill. Yeah. All right, cool. One second. Okay, <coughs> we're back. Sorry about that. So I want to talk to you a little more about the whole digital nomad. Oh, cheers. Cheers. Looks like your ice melted. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're drinking it neat. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what exactly do you do as a quote unquote digital nomad? Yeah, super exciting, dude. So now I work on the business development end of a company that helps people get TED Talks. So we, the company is called Thought Leader and we literally help thought leaders get on the TEDx stage and leverage their talk to, for some it's growing their business, for some it's bringing awareness to a not-for-profit, others it's just impact. But yeah, that's what I do. So you weren't on business development before. This is a new thing? No, so that was just a fancy term. Basically what I do is, is sales, right? Sales yeah, yeah. sales and marketing that's business where development, right? It sounds cool. I've been like feeling that out because it, it sounds nice. It does, and it's a great title. You Thank should you. keep it. You Thank should you. rock it. Thank you, bro. I have it. It's in People my love it. it's in my email signature. Business development chief of business development or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, that's exactly right. People love fancy titles in my industry. They'd be like the first executive director, vice president <laughs> of industrial sales. And you're like, all that means is you sell warehouses. Oh, That's a really, okay, really yeah. fancy way of saying, and I sell warehouses. Yeah, it's so it's so true, dude. It's so true. I, I like to play around with it. That's the marketing side of me, right? It's like um, the satire of the corporate world. Yeah. I so, love it. so basically, what I do is is uh, I do inbound sales for 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 thought leader, right? Um, Probably talking to some really cool people. Yeah, so that's that's the thing about it though is like that's why I don't call it sales because it's not sales. Like my job is to connect with people who have a message, kind of like you know, like like this, like a podcast, right? My job is to connect with people who reach out to us and who have expressed an interest in getting on the TED stage. And my job is to nurture a relationship with them and obviously eventually you know enroll them in our services and and help them go from point A to point B, whatever that means for them, um, specifically pertaining to TED talks, right? It's awesome. <clears throat> Yeah, so before that, to answer your question, that's not what I was doing. I was doing similar sales and marketing processes, but I was selling digital marketing. So I was selling lead generation for coaches who have a high ticket offer that they sell online. Okay, so what exactly does that mean? 
Yeah, so um, the e-learning space on the internet, so that's your YouTube and Facebook and Instagram ads where like, hey, like, do you want to blah, 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 blah without having a blah, 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 blah? Well, click on my link to learn how to blah, 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 blah. All my favorite people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, I'm, the, I'm, I'm the one who basically, once, once you opt in and you do that, I'm the one that's reaching out to you via phone call or text or email and uh, just getting in touch with you to see kind of why you opted in, like, and, and if we can find a win-win situation, basically to see if we can help you with our services, right? So my job is to qualify and disqualify people, essentially, okay, we're, we're a good fit for you, let's, let's, let's have a deeper conversation, you're not a good fit for us, like, here's some other information that would be of value to you. You're very well trained in sales. Like, it, it's funny, because it comes out and you're not even trying. It's like a subconscious competence, like you just, yeah. you, you got it. Yeah, well that's, that's truly what I do, that's... Um, you're built for it. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what so I do. I'm, I'm a communicator, dude, and, and you are. the reason like sales, like, um, it comes off wrong for a lot of people is because what they're communicating is desperation. They're like, I'm trying to sell you. Yeah, I want the commission. Right. Yeah. What I'm communicating is, dude, if if you don't want to talk, like, I have <laughs> more people to talk to. Like, you could just, like, you know, you're good, bro. Like, just tell me no. Just be like, hey, like, I'm not interested in this. This isn't something I want. No problem. My, my what I think gets me through the hard part about what I do is instead of knocking doors, I'm dialing all day. Yeah. Um, or, or speaking with people, however that's set up in whatever funnel. But how I get through that is I'm not trying to strong arm you. Like if you have a problem with me and you don't like me and you think I'm a salesperson, I'm, I'm gonna remind you I'm not. And after that, if you wanna continue to talk, we can. If not, no worries, all good, dude. I'll send you a follow-up email if you wanna get in touch in the future. See, there it is. That's the way to do it. And and but and, and really what it comes from is one, I like to talk, but two, authenticity <laughs> and, and, and connecting with people. I really, I really truly enjoy um, connecting with people. I really, and part of cool, a cool part about my job is I hear a lot of, I speak about to people, uh, speak with people about what their goals and their visions for themselves, their families, their businesses, and the world at, at large are on a daily basis. You need to hear the best part of them. Oh, dude, I hear, I hear, dude, and I'm talking to like some, some people are doctors, some people are lawyers, some people are psychiatrists, some people own not-for-profits, others are, dude, I mean, I was on the phone with the freaking with the uh, CEO of a well-known airline, right, the other day. I was gonna say, you don't have to disclose anything. Yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna ask you to. Um, and so. All fair, maybe. Yeah, definitely fair, definitely fair. I mean, in my, my mind as well, they should, they would appreciate it probably more yeah, than yeah, anything. Yeah, but, I don't want you to have anybody. But any, anyhow, for professional purposes, um, yeah, I'm really connecting with like some super cool people who now are at a point in their life where they have more money than they do, have, than they have time. Yep. They're at a level where they're like, okay, different world. now they're starting to think about how can I impact the world, not how can I make more income, right? Um, and I think that's another thing that I don't have to sell. Like I just, my job is to get to know you. My job is to get to know you and to help you get from point A to point B. If at any point it doesn't make sense, my job is to explain it, to help it make sense. And if it still doesn't make sense, I'll do it one more time or three more times after. <laughs> three more times, <laughs> yeah. of course. Um, but at the end, at the end, at the end, we want the same thing. I want you to feel good. I want to feel good, and I want the company to win. So that's what Josh's dad has um, in his company. Is is the win, win, win is like the core, one of the core principles of, of that company, right? Oh, he's done really well, dude. Yeah, it's 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 is it, is it a win for the customer? Is it a win for the for us, right? And is it a win for everybody, or something like that? Um, the world, the world. Yeah. So is it, it? Yeah, exactly. Is it a win for the client? Is it a win for the business and is it a win for the customers, right? And if it is, then let's do it. If not, it's, it's just a no-go. Which is why. Ask me, I'm riffing on this. So ask me some questions you think your your audience would get some value from. Well, so where I, 
all right, so my personal curiosity is I was like, all right, who's the coolest person you've talked to so far on this kind of thing? Because you're going to run into some weird people. <sighs> weird, oh, yeah, weird in a good way. I speak, no, well, yeah, and weird in a weird way too. Because I, I also get a lot of very um, <clears throat> grandiose people. Yeah, you're going to get some people who want to be on stage. Who want to be on stage, but yeah. aren't there. They're not, that's not where they're at. They, so. just, they just like themselves. They just like themselves a lot, dude. Like way more. Like I actually admire <laughs> them of how much they like themselves because it's delusional. It's impressive. Um, so anyhow, yeah, dude, coolest to answer your question. I can't answer that question um, because I can't. Think Thanks. Of, I, can't, I can't think of one person. What I will say is, um, I have had some incredible, like moving conversations, like conversations where I was like starting to choke up. Mm-hmm. Where you have a successful person who is still successful, their wife killed himself. Oh fuck! Their kid died. Jeez. And they have this amazing business, and somehow they've been able to get through this. And now they're feeling like, fuck, like I'm realizing none of this matters right now. I have a different priority. The, the material shit doesn't matter anymore. Now I've been so leveled by life. Like I just want to help people. Yeah. And, and so that comes in the form of a CEO that comes in the form of dude, not for profit. People are, are such interesting folk because they're people who literally like something horrible happened to them or they experienced something horrible and they turn around and they've just been like boss lady or boss man like obsessed with helping in this way and that's their that's their mission that's their mission and i think negative things impact us way harder than positive things so i think because i really like that question i want to give you a better answer so i think uh, i didn't just ignore what you said but i think to really fully answer your question i'm going to reframe it and ask myself like what is the most, what is the, what, what have I gotten from these conversations? Sure. And, and what I've gotten from these conversations with people, man, is that there are some really good fucking people on this planet, dude. There are some really good people. And I don't know about you, but for me, my journey started with a fucking motivation video, with a fucking seminar, with one of those fucking guys, bro, right? And all the energy, all the way. And at the time, I was a mess. Yeah bro a mess like a fucking horrible miserable mess dude and like i'm happy now like i actually there are days not every day but there are days where i feel complete like i feel like i have everything i want and need like i think purpose does that yeah so a lot of people don't have that they end up chasing something and so i like to say that money doesn't money doesn't matter and the easy the easy counter and rebuttal that is well okay you go live without money for two months see if you starve i'm like well it's it's essential for us to eat i get it but once you have it it's not that important like once once you get it and you're able to fulfill the the couple bottom tiers the pyramid of needs you get past that and you're going to be miserable if you haven't figured out the rest yeah um and that's why i'm not miserable anymore because that's what i didn't have in my professional life and the truth is is like when you got to pay for shit and you want to live a certain way you got to make money and that's why that's why a huge part about my message um you know um is aligning yourself professionally like truly that's where your life for that's where my life force energy goes every single fucking day like like all the energy that i would have to like go do other things such as climb a mountain okay i'm a lazy adventurer bro. blow off the steam dude yeah all the other things i would do all my focus is 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 on this because you know when it gets boring the part that i have pride in and that keeps me going you know when you think of alex on the doors or if i think of isaac or cleat on the doors is i know where i started bro like so it's like i realize that these people are going to impact people and 
what I call leadership-based servantry. My job is to serve leaders. Like, I'm growing into being a leader, bro. Like, I just think it's like the backwards way of looking at it. Exactly. Like, I, 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 like, so networking. One of the values of, that comes out of that is on a podcast called "I Hate Networking." <laughs> the irony. Sorry, I couldn't. Dude, the that. irony is beautiful, bro. I, I love, help. I love the irony of the I think name. It's fun. It's, it's I, no, it's a great, it's a great name. Irony is really, I think, it's really good in the title. I think it makes Thank it you. amazing. I love the irony. That's a really good element. Thank you. Um, and and one of one of the one of the things about that I love about networking, <laughs> <laughs> no, go for it, is um, is okay. Here's the thing, dude. You meet successful people. You learn things that will help you in life. So instead of needing something from this successful person, like needing them to be a client or needing them to go out with lunch to lunch with you, needing them to get a drink with you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, instead, it's yo like, how can I serve you? And so I'll speak to successful people, like whatever that means. It's not, I'm just not talking just about finance, right? I'm talking about just in life in general. These people I talk to are on a higher level than me, right? Um, I don't want to compare, but like they, they are, they have more experiences that I have that are valuable, right? Mm-hmm. And if I'm on a call, dude, and they're, and I'm, they're just clearly not a good fit right now. Normally it's a timing thing, right? Yeah. That's also my thing is, is like, instead of trying to sell you, now it's like, how can I serve you, yeah. right? And so sometimes it's just sending some follow-up material and being like, dude, here's my link. If you need help in the future, I got you. This is some stuff that if, if nothing else will bring free value to you and will inspire new seeds for thought, even if you never talk to us again, you'll, you'll get something from it, right? Yeah. Um, and being in that state allows me to be in a similar state that these people are also in. And so naturally, like you start to attract, and, you know, then it becomes a law of attraction and all that shit. Yeah, I think there is some kind of weird, so I, I think we've got two brains. We've got our primary brain and then we've got this weird secondary brain that we just don't really understand. And the primary brain is the touch, feel, see, taste, all that good stuff. And the secondary brain is some kind of weird energy that we actually, we can't tell. And this is gonna sound really weird to a lot of people, but for the people who get it, you get it once you once you've seen it and you've identified it like why is this different why is it strange why, why is this person intimidating to other people well it's going to be absolutely it's going to be something that something that their secondary brain is doing and that yours is doing in response to everything around it It just is what it is they're actually just a person and you're just a person yeah there's no there's no difference yeah in fact if once you talk to enough adults and even adults on a higher level um you start to realize we're, we're all just a bunch of kids who don't have it figured out just figuring it out dude like that was a st- weird realization that yeah. was very last couple years very strange yeah you started to see that too super huh? weird yeah you're like you're like oh god i wasted so much time like bro they're I, actually they're actually just super fucking normal people and just as goofy like and have similar archetypes of personalities as like the people we hang out with like our friends you know what i mean we're all the same person that we were when we're 18 just less stupid <laughs> yeah literally the same thing yeah and you're yeah. like oh so this like 65 year old successful millionaire he's doing his thing running his business knows everything about widgets whatever he's actually the same person that he was 50 years ago it's the same dude same exact dude exactly he just knows more stuff Mm -hmm. that's a weird concept and so i think we get into this strange disconnect between the generations now so summer's grandfather is 90 some years old and when you think about that you're like this guy is in his 90s he's lived through five generations of all this different stuff the world must look fucking insane to him today. 
there's no and, and we're gonna we're gonna look at someone like that and like oh this dude's so backwards he's not with the times no no it's because when he was growing up and when he lived his professional life and did everything the world looked a certain way and everything made sense mm. all of a sudden everything is way different nothing makes sense everything's mm. on its head and we're telling him he's wrong what <laughs> yeah well, wait a minute wait a minute and yeah i don't think that's an excuse to have 70 something year old people in positions of power i don't think they should be but there but it's be. every reason for us to level the fuck up sure level the fuck up because or you know to it's, be understanding at least to, to be understand to be understanding but then but then like if we say they're wrong like that's cool but then but then like to live it out yeah and then to like what for them to see and learn from you being right and like actually doing it, right, is uh, I think is, is a value. So one thing that's interesting, just on that note, because that, that is a really cool um, thought that I've had to use, like, like my father for the first time in my life, bro, isn't like trying to talk me out of what I'm doing or isn't, uh, so he's not trying to talk me, like, you know, I, I tell him what I do and, and he actually is like, like almost, um, not impressed, but like interested. Inter like just not interested, but <laughs> like he's like, okay, interesting. But the fact, the reason he like doesn't say anything negative now. Um, okay, I was just making sure we're still recording. Yeah. Is because is because as you go through and as you do it, and and as our generation steps up to the fucking plate, like not only will our own generation respect this back, but then like. Our parents will, dude. Our grandparents will, and I'm saying that as a whole, right? Like, you don't have to impress your parents or grandparents, but by doing the fucking thing and by like being good, like, anyways, there's magic there. So it's every reason. Yes, it's it's um, uh, whatever the R word that you said before that. It's also every reason for us to like get it done and just like evolve, you know, and grow as 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 a collective. I think we all have the same problems, and that's something we don't recognize. And so the problems that the older generation has with their behaviors and thought processes. Are not different from the ones that the younger generations have. They're the same ones, bro. They just cycle every generation. I completely agree, and yeah. we we evolve, pers like we evolve as humans way more slowly than our technology does. Oh, dude! So exponentially more slow. So slow, yeah. just because we don't we, we experience time on a slower basis, and so we have to go through three or four generations of people before you really start to see changes. Yeah, probably more than that, honestly. I'm not an ecologist, but. The examples that always come to mind is that we, most of us, suck at change and, and we don't like new, we're resistant to new things. And I think there's a good reason for it. I think it's because only a couple hundred years ago, change was bad. Change usually meant death. Yeah. And if change means death, then your bloodline doesn't continue and you failed as a human. You've got this ingrained thing going on. Mm. So when, I mean, the examples that always come to mind, you got a bunch of like old Republicans running around doing saying, like, we hate these people, blah, 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 you know, isolationists. And I'm like, okay, so go travel to one of those countries, you're going to be fine. And it's not because they're wrong at all. I don't think that they're wrong. I just don't think they understand. And then you can say in the left side, there's all these people that are saying, we need to accept blah, 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 blah. And you're like, wait a minute, have you actually experienced blah, blah, blah? It's fucking terrifying and it will kill you. <laughs> so if you have all these new experiences, you can meld it together and say, well, there's some kind of a happy medium here. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the point was we all have the same issues and we should be a little more accepting of that, I think. Yeah. So as you were saying that, I was thinking about um, critical thinking because – so this is the problem, right? Okay. So, so the solution is critical thinking because there is – and I think if you could just keep critical thinking, like we can, we can all – 
Yeah, but everything in our society is Progressive. designed to have you not think critically. Yeah, it's supposed to that's be cheap problem. and fast and that's salt and sugar. So it's... then the question, the question, the question then becomes: How do we, how do we begin to strengthen our critical thinking skills as a whole? Does AI solve it? That's a big question. I've seen I've seen proponents of both sides. Mm. Yeah, I would say I would say just like money, AI is not the problem. How we use AI is the problem. So 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 it goes back to critical thinking. Like how how do we collectively critical critically think through our problems like that's that's why that's why shit's fucked up like on all your points that i took a second to respond because i was trying to formulate yeah, no problem an answer on like if you think about all the problems that we have they're they're due to a lack of critical thinking or the inability to actually think critically like we might be thinking we're thinking but we th- we're actually thinking thoughts that were given to us by the talking heads yeah and so then the question and the challenge I would have for, for, for those of you listening would just be like, okay, critically think, like, does this make sense? And, and take yourself through a process. Like, how do I feel about it? Like, I think one way to critically think better is to ask yourself, how, how do I feel right now when I hear this? And to be honest too, I think most people have an inability almost to be honest with themselves because they're, they're so like, like this up here yeah, from, from that's the, our consumer's the culture, the monkey brain. Yeah. That they can't slow down and be like, oh, well, like I might be saying, let's just use a controversial example. I believe racism is like how the USA was founded. Like, and, and they might be thinking that they're thinking logical ways of thinking this. Bold statement, Cotton. But they haven't actually <laughs> slowed down in bold statement. Sorry. That was good. That was good. That was good. Dude, I just like pictured like the dodgeball yeah. scene there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, just, I just watched that movie. <laughs> that was good. Sorry. That was sorry, good. Sorry, I don't job. want to interrupt That you. was good. Sorry. Uh, but so they might be thinking like, you know, what they, they might be thinking What's the emotion that, hits? that they're critically analyzing a situation, but they're not actually processing how they emotionally feel about it because they're not in touch with their emotions. Because I think the problem with our society is that we're not given it the right system to be able to like value our emotions on a deeper level and to evaluate how connected or disconnected we might be. So... So the reality is, is half the time when I hear people talking about um, inflammatory subjects such as such on both sides, Republican and right and left, the emotion is talking. It's not their actual critical thinking. Sure. They're just firing off what they know. And I'm guilty of that. You're guilty. We're all Very. guilty of that at some points. The key and what I think critical thinking is like based on and why I think I, I keep coming back to critical thinking is because, yes, these are all the problems. Um, that that conversation is long fucking beaten to death, right? Yeah. A new conversation is like, how do we move forward? And something I've actually seen on uh, the Nelk Boys podcast, um, the Full Send podcast, and like Impulsive, one topic that keeps coming up amongst their guests that are cool people in whatever way that might be is critical thinking. Um, and so if we can learn to think critically. That means how do I feel about this? Okay, this makes me feel weird. Why does it make me feel weird? Oh, it makes me feel weird because of this and this. Why does this and this make me feel weird? Well, I don't know why. Okay, well, maybe I should look into why this and this makes me feel weird. It doesn't make sense to me. Could there be an influence? Could there be an influence? And where is it coming from? Is it coming from? Is it be, is it coming from logic, or is it coming from Past emotional trauma? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So understanding that, and I feel like that's something that you do because you strike me as an introspective person. I um, suck at it personally. I, I, can, so, I, I can tell I'm better at it than you. I can tell you that much. Well, you're probably right. Uh, so the reason I say that is I, why, I, yeah, why I, do you say that? I catch myself every day or so. Um, and so I work with some I work with some older people, commercial real estate industries full of older folks, and they'll right. say things that 
What? Shit's, that shit's gnarly. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's the whiskey. We're talking about the whiskey. It's Jim Beam. We got Jim Beam today. Bad, bad stuff. This is not sponsored by Jim Beam. This we're, we're sponsored. We are sponsored unsponsored by, by Maker's Mark. My favorite whiskey. <laughs> unsponsored by Maker's Mark. We are Mark. unsponsored. We're not officially sponsored. Congratulations. Man. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. Makers, you, you, if you, you want to if you want to send me something, I will put you on my logo. I just <laughs> love your love your whiskey. But so older folks will sometimes say some say some stuff that'll come out and you. And my monkey brain knee-jerk reaction virtue signal is like, wait, you can't say that. And then if you sit there and think about it, you're like, wait a minute. Why do I care so much about this? Why did that make me want to jump on them and tell them they were wrong? There's something There's something weird happening. And I don't want this to happen. Because at some point, I, I have said something. I'm like, hey, like, I, don't, you know, I, I don't think you guys should be saying that. And they're like, well, I mean, genuinely, like, why? Like, I, if you can explain it, we'll, we'll apologize and... Go, go back on it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, it's because, oh, it's because I don't want to get yelled out on Twitter for it. That's <laughs> like, that's it. There's no actual reason. <laughs> Dude. So I don't know. I just, I, I hate the idea of being influenced, which is why I hate TikTok so much. Mm-hmm. I have no desire to ever have one. So <clears throat> to, to rally, to rally off that point, um, the next, the next theme that I can start to think of there is like ego. So I, I, I catch, I catch myself doing that all the time. Like somebody will say something, and I just like, I'm like knee-jerk ready to reaction. knee-jerk reaction. Monkey to brain it, just kicks right? right in. So like, what, like, to, to, to continue that that questioning because this questioning pattern is the key, dude. Like, um, and we're doing a podcast, so this is valuable shit. Like, gee shit. So. <laughs> um, so then the next question is, is like, okay, I'm starting to feel this way. Is it just because I want to be right? Or is there something that's really making me feel this way? And if it is ju- you just wanting to be right and not wanting to say, hey, okay, I'll hear you out at least. Or, okay, I might be wrong. What is, what are you, like, give me your feedback. Um, that's where, that's where nobody, that's the critical thinking, like thought pattern that people haven't developed. Or, or like, I actually wouldn't want to reframe that. The people are now in our generation beginning to develop because we're starting to like get older and like go through life experiences and stuff. So you're kind of seeing things like slow down just a little bit. It's not as fiery as it was, yeah, right? I think so. So collective experience is kind of like heighten that, right? And if, and if you are fucking like, if, if it is ego, um, I think my, my, my challenge or my um, journey that I've even been trying to go through is then, then just being like, okay with that. Like, oh, you know what? It is because I just want to be right. Let me shut the fuck up and just hear out what this person has to say yeah. and now we can be friends now we can have a good conversation you know what i mean versus versus dude you like joe biden like that what a stupid fucking thing which i if you do like joe biden it's pretty fucking stupid but no political stuff but 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 my point just being then um what i found especially traveling in other countries is when people give me their reason why they do like joe biden is oftentimes a really like interesting reason because they have a different experience so my point there is simply just being um, when people regardless say something, of regardless of the subject, yeah, because yeah, the subject, because like whether you like Joe Biden or not, isn't going to influence me to be your friend or like you or, or respect you or dis or whatever. You know what I mean? If you have your own world of ethics and morals, like that's fine with me. That's okay. Yeah. Um, but rather, I would just like to understand you. So rather than be like uh, attacked because I like something different or or dislike something different, um, you know, just like I feel, you probably feel like you just regret. Like your priority here is to be understood. It's not to be like told you're right or wrong, you know what I mean? That's why like that's why humans have such a hard time receiving critical feedback. Like when you're trying to tell somebody like, oh, this is how you could actually speak better. First, we want to like, anyways. Have you ever walked back a statement in a heated conversation? For sure, it's for a, sure. It's a wild experience. For sure. I feel yeah. like I, so. This has happened several times where I trained myself because I used to 
probably high school, college, college for sure. There was plenty of times where I was like, I was really fighting because I wanted to be right. And I was like, oh God, like I hate this and here's why I hate it. And you would just keep making up reasons and doubling down. Mm. And at some point you start to think, and you're like, okay, well wait, I actually don't really care that much. Like maybe they could be right. And more you think about it, you think, oh, well, you know, they've got some good points. You know, they may not be correct. And the next time you get in that argument, you say something dumb, a couple sentences go by and you say, oh wait, I just realized what I said before was dumb. I actually think you might be right. Like it's possible. The look in people's eyes. It's amazing. It's astounding. They're like, <laughs> like they can't believe what you just said. They're like, wait, you just you just walked back a statement. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's not a, I really don't care. Like it's not a big deal. Yeah. Like, we're not we're not attuned for this. We just we want to fight and we want to win. We're like we're built that way. Mm-hmm, we got mm-hmm. the monkey brain. I hate the monkey yeah, brain. Yeah, yeah. And and um It's shocking. It is, it is. And and I think what's uh what we set a good example of just what you set a good example of just by doing this podcast intentionally or unintentionally is just like connecting with people. Like that's the most, you. like it's more important. Like people don't care what you know until they know that you care. Sure. Right. Like that's the cliche, but you know, well, the purpose of this is so we, we mark out an hour and a half to two hours. A conversation doesn't happen in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. Mm-hmm. And we really don't ever actually get anything until about 45 minutes. So we're at an hour now and things are really happening, which is fun. I'm yeah. enjoying this. I'm having a really good time. Yeah. And I found that we've got these weird blockers. And the longer you're forced to be in a conversation with someone and to be held accountable because it's being recorded, the more barriers start to get broken and mm-hmm. your actual thoughts start to come out and you start playing with them. Mm-hmm. And the way that you talk is always fun for me because you you actively work through what you're thinking as you're saying it, mm-hmm. which cracks me up. Like I'm watching, like you, you'll keep talking and talking. I'm like, oh no, he's he's not, he doesn't mean everything he's saying. He's developing the idea as he's going. We're going to get what he actually thinks in about three minutes. And then we do it. It's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you should never be, you should never be held, not accountable. You should always be held accountable, but you shouldn't, someone should never hold that against you. Mm. So I knew Kanye West does that. He says a lot of really crazy shit. <laughs> he's like one of those people that just yeah. He's literally thinking through it as he's spewing it on camera, and maybe we oh yeah, dude. Actually, that's that's a really good point. He is, and I, I love watching. Honestly, I really enjoy watching Kanye West talk. To it's be honest, interesting. It's, it's fascinating. It's really fascinating. Because you know what's interesting about him and what I what I like about listening to him talk is he really means what he's saying, and he's not saying he's not. Most of the time, it, it seems as if he's not saying bullshit. Even when he says crazy shit, like crazy stuff. That's that's where I'm saying critical thinking comes into play. Because then I'm like, okay, this this obviously is cringe as fuck, right? But yeah. like, but like, why am I feeling okay? Let me just hear him out and just hear what his point is. What, what part of me rejects that immediately? Uh-huh, and uh-huh. maybe we should just let him keep going. Uh, for dude, a Kanye West is like a literal thought experiment. <laughs> he's on TV. He's, he's crazy. I think he's got he's got some kind of mental illness and all that, and that's fine because a lot of people do, but. I, uh, we're just we're so forced into making these knee-jerk reaction statements. There's a lot of virtue signaling, and it's only getting worse, and it scares the shit. That's the and, only. And thing And I think Kanye actually, actually on that point is someone who 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 does make a lot of knee-jerk reaction statements. Sure. And and I think what's because he's a creative soul. Like I think what's interesting about him is he he brings it back home to what he actually fundamentally believes and thinks. And I think that's something that can be gained from him. Like is his authenticity because he yeah he probably does have a mental illness it certainly does when when he says things like hitler was right yeah that's probably bad yeah i I would say that's that's (laughs) an impulsivity disorder right there like i would say i would say yeah i would say anyhow so um but like what's what's uh you know the the takeaway is like the authenticity like he's can't hide anything he dude he's that's what i would encourage pretty much most people to do is like 
if you're like, you know why, you know why I like you too, and like why I'm willing to sit down with you, or really? why I should be packing is because you're really helping me out. My ego here. Yeah, I know. I try. <laughs> ego is not the enemy. And uh, so anyhow, uh, that was that was a, that was a self development joke. But uh, so what what makes conversations and people impactful is the authenticity that they bring to the table, right? So sure. it's like. Um, whatever your message is, however you say it, as long as you deliver it authentically, that's 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 generally who people tend to gravitate to. The reason we hate the marketing people online is because they're just, we don't know them authentically, right? Right, you yeah. know whatever they're reading off a of paper. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people ask me, like, do you edit these? And I always say no, and they're like, weren't you afraid you're gonna say something stupid? And Silver and Chelsea are always like, we're gonna get canceled, John's saying stupid shit again. I'm like, we won't get canceled, you know why? If someone says, hey, this was dumb, I'd love to talk to you about it. Like, come on the podcast. Let's let's talk. Yeah. I'd love to yeah. sit down with me. Yeah, and um, we can we can figure it out. And if it was genuinely dumb, and you show me it's dumb, be like, man, <laughs> can't believe I said that. That was pretty stupid. Mm. I'm not afraid of it, and I'm just not. It does. It's yeah. not something we should be afraid of. And why aren't you afraid of it? Because I can always talk about it. You can always walk it back. If you say something genuinely dumb, and you're like, oh wait, I didn't mean that. That was stupid. It's easy. It's easy to say that was stupid. I didn't mean it. Okay, cool, let's move on. Mm. We should get sensitive about it. Mm. And I, I feel somewhat bad, not really bad, but somewhat bad for all the celebrities that have to deal with this every day because they've got their own issues. But to be under a microscope for every single thing you do and say has got to be torturous, mm -hmm. awful. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's why I've like, the most impactful people in me, for me are just, again, it, it, I, I know I keep dialing it back to this, but it's authenticity. It's like- These real people. Even, even, if, even if they are saying completely fucked up shit, like as long as they're being authentic, I can, I can at least get behind them. I'm like, dude, like own your game, bro. Like if that's what you think and that's what you believe and you're, you're being, you're off, you authentically are owning that. You can't hate them. You, you can't hate them because like Unless dude, they're trying to hurt people uh, bro i've definitely <laughs> i've definitely gotten loud about things that like like i did an mlm back in like freaking five six years ago like i can't get behind that anymore but like if i were to look at my younger self i'd probably cringe multiple times but <laughs> we all would i'd appreciate i'd appreciate them because like dude i was fucking authentically immersed in that like you that really was did. that was in and that's the mo i feel like that's the most you can do as a human is just be authentic like if you're fucking stupid like own the fact that you're stupid uh, some people do yeah, Some people do. Yeah, well, it's it, and when I say stupid, what I'm trying to say is, if 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 you realize you don't know a lot, yeah, accept that, and that's cool. And then be someone who doesn't know a lot. That's okay. Like you can you can be authentic to that. Like and then and then when you know something, you can also be accepting of that. Like okay, I know something. I can fully fully own that. You know what I mean? Have you listened to or watched Burt Kreischer, the comedian? Um, I haven't. I haven't. This guy to rips his shirt off. He's got the big beard, no. belly, and all. He's he's hilarious and. He cracks me up because I, I think I think he got famous not because he's super funny. He is super funny. Like, he is my favorite comedian. Insanely hilarious. But he's funny because he's literally just a dude. And love you, Bert. I hope you don't hear this. But I don't think he's smart enough to not be himself. <laughs> he's genuinely just like, dude, I am who I am. I want to tell jokes. That's it. <laughs> and he's really funny. He's really good at it. Yeah. I would no, love to meet that guy. I would love to meet that that's guy. That's a good point. Who are your favorite comedians? I love Tom Segura, Burt Kreischer. It's funny because I love listening to Rogan, but I think he's a terrible comedian. Sorry, Joe. Um, really? I've never I, watched any of his comedy. It's not great. That must be how good he is. No, he's, he's like one of the most entertaining people to listen to, and I would love to talk to him, but... I just don't love his comedy. You yeah, know what's yeah. interesting about that? I actually don't really enjoy his podcast that much, so I might really? actually find his comedy very entertaining. Whereas might, you, because we're like different, right? Well, yeah. to be, so to be fair, and to his credit, he gets a lot of his influence, I think, from like Kennison and Dice, and so there's really old comedians that mm. were 
fantastic. And if you've ever got, you're a fan. Of, you're like you're a big fan of comedy. You I know love, these names. Shit. Love comedy. I love to laugh. Mm-hmm. I so all right. We gotta we gotta walk back about an hour here. You said I'm really good at saying no to stuff, and I'm really good at turning down. I don't do as much as I used to. Well, mm. the reason for that is I realize I'm aging really quickly, <laughs> and so I think sleep, and exercise, and eating healthy are the key to an essentially good life. Yeah. And when I realized how quickly I was aging, I was like, I have to turn these things down. And so one of the things that keeps me sane in a stressful environment is mm. laughing, and I have a very weird dry sense of humor. Very very weird. You do, yeah. Insanely dry. Yeah. I like slapstick yeah. and I like irony and I like satire. The old comedians were so flipping good at that. The, the Sam Kennison, have you have you ever seen Sam Kennison? Uh, no, but you make me want to you make me want to watch. My it. favorite fucking skit of all time, where he's talking about, he's like, I don't think we should help the people who are starving in the desert. <laughs> he's like, and everyone's like, oh, like, wait, 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 hear me out. Yeah. He goes, all right, here's the thing, guys, we spend. Millions of dollars, which is a lot in the 70s, millions of dollars bringing water and food out to these people in the desert when all they have to do is not live in a fucking desert. <laughs> he starts yeah. like screaming. It's, just, it's like five minutes of him screaming about the yeah. desert. Yeah. That's like uh, George Carlin is an, an old school uh, oh, yeah, comedian yeah. that I've definitely watched. Yeah. yeah he's good. George Carlin's like that too, a little bit. Like he's like. He's got that super heavy <laughs> satire, dark, like dry humor. The dark is crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's like, damn, bro. He just went there. <laughs> he just went there so hard. That's dude. That's why Andrew Schultz is like really good. You know what I mean? Like, I haven't seen him. I need to. Oh, bro, dude, you would love him, bro. He just he dives into the controversy, like exactly kind of like that format, mm-hmm. and just like makes it funny, like on a fucking dime, bro. It's I, hilarious. Well, Bill Burr, so you're, you're good, like bro. sitting in your chair, he's like, <laughs> what did he just do? <laughs> yeah, like. Like damn, like that even kind of like fucked me a little bit, dog. And then he like, it's it's good, it's good shit. I love it. Well, dark I think, humor. I love dark humor. Well, I think like the, the the truly smart genius comedians are really dark and cynical. Like Bill Burr is a hilarious dude, but he had a fucked up life. And so he talks about it. And he's like, you know, he's you know he's got all these family issues and all these people died. And all my friends died the other day. And I'm like, Bill, what the heck? Why am I laughing? I, this is this should not be funny. But the way that you're saying it is so goddamn funny. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. Who's um. God, I can't think of him off the top of the head. Who's the guy who does, he does a lot of like singing specials and he did the Alone one in 2020. He's a really famous guy. Singing specials alone. He, he does like, he, he does like musicals within his specials a lot, like musical numbers, but it's always like a drop of the hat. Things change. And then everyone laughs. And Bo really Burnham? Funny. Bo Burnham. That guy. Bo Burnham. Love Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham is so dark, fucking dark humor. Dude, yeah. Like, Smart he's guy. like the, he's like a, he's like a, he's like a, Rick and Morty in a musical. Yeah. yeah. Literally. And he's yeah. like, and then I was walking through the woods and then I died. And then that's yeah. it. And you're yeah. like, okay, on to the next one. And he'll bring up some like crazy ass shit that like actually crazy makes you stuff. think you're like, he's got one where he's like, like he's like singing. He's like, and like humans jerk themselves off. And God's like, the weird, that's the fucking weirdest shit. And he's like, stop. Like, it's the weirdest shit I've ever seen. What is wrong with you? <laughs> he's literally like sitting there having a conversation like, this is weird. Why do we actually do this? Okay, back to the show. Yeah, and then like he'll start like saying, like drop into a really catchy hook. Like, yeah. bomb. Yeah. I think that's genius to be able to, well, so I think the genius of comedy is being able to make someone think and laugh at the mm-hmm. same time. And you Because do, you don't want to think too hard because yeah. you're going to get sad. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to laugh too hard because then you're just like, okay, this was like... And then you also don't want to be fucking that guy or that gal in the fucking crowd who's just getting butt hurt over something that's supposed to be laughed about. I hate you that. Know what I mean? I've been, so we've been going to a bunch of comedy stuff recently. I've gotten really, really into it. In Jacksonville? Like St. Augustine? Some in Jacksonville. We just did one in Tampa. Super fun. And I love uh, live dude, comedy. Dude, that's amazing. I should... 
check that out sometime. You should. You I've never done, should. never done them. I've done it once. I twice. love stand up. But so the problem that I've run into is in every single crowd I've seen so far, there's one person. There's <laughs> always one. And they want to make it about them. Yeah. And the guy who's up there, the gal who's up there, whoever's doing it, is killing. Having the time of their life. Like we saw um, fucking Brian Simpson. He was, oh, oh, I love Brian Simpson. Brian Simpson. Hilarious dude. And I've never um, heard of him. Well, so. He is he's in the dead center of his of his his whole uh, hour, mm. killing everyone is in tears laughing at how funny this dude is, and he says something he he asks like a rhetorical question that you're clearly not supposed to answer, and some guy answers in the audience with like a full sentence, not even like a seven, but like a full drawn out sentence, and he's like so, like just astounded like what what are you doing? Like, you have to know that that was not what you were supposed to do. Like, <laughs> what made you think that that was the correct answer? And then they get into this thing and he keeps trying and he's like, I like, stop. You're, you're ruining it for everyone. Dude. There's always one. Dude. Yeah. You know, and that's, I think, um, and we can like segue into a next uh, topic, but like, sure. that's what makes like comedians Sorry. super, like Andrew Schultz, like is super skilled because he's able to like, you know, I, I really like that he and, interacts with the audience when you want to give him shit mm-hmm. but like doesn't get hung up on it and immediately just like turns it on its fucking head and it's just absolute it's just fucking hilarious because like crowd work is sales yeah mm-hmm. it's nuts mm-hmm. that's something i could never do i'm not good on my feet i'm really good if i have a ton of contacts but mm. i can't i could never do stand up mm. man i love comedy <laughs> i just love laughing <laughs> well all right you want to take another break real quick and then we'll wrap up sure all right Okay, we're back. So we're talking about Eric Andre. Yeah, YouTubers and all this problem because he had the happy dad. And I was like, I don't, ugh, sorry again if you're listening. I don't love the Nelk Boys because I feel like their entire job is just to piss people off. And like, and they're entertaining to watch. But I'm like, why are you doing this to this poor old lady? And you had some really good point, which was. Yeah, which was that there's like other YouTubers that, um, like Loaf, for example, he, like when he talks to people, he's just like, he's, he's not like, like, cheers, buddy. Yeah, like Loaf, for example, when he interacts with people, like I like the way the Nelk Boys interact with them because they're like they're actually like being funny. They're not being like desperate for a reaction. You can see that they're free of outcome. Like they're just like it's a very subtle and very nuanced thing. But Loaf, on the other hand, is just pissing people off. He's just being an asshole. Like he's like actually just being a real like real genuine asshole, right? Like, and it's pretty fucking shocking to watch. And then we like we're talking about Eric Andre, which you were saying, and that's what we picked up. Love him, hate him. No idea how I feel about him. Dude, so I, I absolutely love it because it just it just makes you feel so uncomfortable. It You're is just so like, cringy, dude. In like every fucking way possible, dude. Like, so do you like The Office? Uh, I'm not a huge fan. I also I hate The Office. Uh-huh. I, I don't yeah. find it funny at all. The older I get, I find it a little more funny. But people like it, I think, because they like to feel uncomfortable. And The <laughs> Office makes you uncomfortable. It's just cringy situations. The, yeah, so that's a good comparison because like. The way Eric Andre in the office would be similar is like they're both so bland and like so cringe that the cringe and the bland in it is just like it's like why does this guy not weird. know what he's doing is wrong? Like why don't yeah. they get it? Michael Scott's talking about whatever he's talking about, and all you can think is, oh my god, stop talking! Yeah. But I want to see more. Like I want to watch the balloon. Yeah, around. that's and that's the reason I watch Loaf. It's like weird. Like I don't actually like his. I'm not a fan of his. Like I would never buy anything that has to do anything with him. Like, you know, for example, I bought the full send hat because I thought it was cool. And yeah, like, you, you know, buy the seltzers, right? Yeah. 
Um, yeah, but like Loaf, on the other hand, I'm just like, dude, what in the f- like? You're you're. It's just like shitty content. But it's it, for some reason, bro. <laughs> I keep watching it. Dude. It's like it's a so car weird. crash. You can't look away. Oh, it's so fucked. Like, bro. have you ever you're seen? So right. And this is horrible, horrible. Have you ever seen a video of a plane crash? Yeah, I've you actually watched lots of them. <laughs> you cannot look away. Like for what something about it, you just it's fucked, bro. It's, it's like the so psycho in us. Yeah, it's yeah. like everything about it. You're like, this cannot. That can't be real. That's dude, a, that's impossible. And dude, one night I totally binged on like at least a solid like three hours videos. of just oh of, my of, God, of, of met, like like terrorist attacks that like were stopped oh, or whatever, or just or like. Planes that were crashing, like I was watching their reactions in the plane, oh. like what their reactions. Oh. Like, why have I enjoyed them? Why oh am I finding God. this so fascinating to watch? You know? well, it's, it's like a part of we're not allowed to explore that part of our brains. Yeah, like we've got this this bubble around it of like you can't touch that because the laws forbid you from touching mm-hmm. that. And then you touch it, and you're like, oh, wait, the moral laws. What is yeah. this? Like, oh, I have no idea what this is. Yeah, yeah. What's like, what's the fascination? It's like creepy. Like, why? Why can't I look away? Mm-hmm. Why? Why am I so fascinated by this? So that's a weird thing about UFC, dude. When you think about how fucked UFC is, like I don't. I can explain that because I love UFC, and I think that there's something in our heads that loves the combat because we, at some point, associated that with survival. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay, that's my guy. If my guy wins, we live. We eat. We Mm -hmm. eat tonight. The defeat the army. Watching another guy try to live. Yeah. 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 Or, or yeah, empathizing with him, being like, they're in this, and they're both trying to kill each other. Yeah. I'm not thinking about the money. I don't even. I don't don't care. Like that doesn't even occur to me. It's the fact that there's two dudes that are actively trying to kill each other, and if they hold back, the other one will. Yeah. That's weird. Dude. Yeah. That is some dude. Like that is the most human primal shit. That's wild. I love UFC. I never. I never understood it. So college, I had a really good friend who I won't name because he hasn't agreed to come on yet. But you will. You will. You know who you are. And uh, every few Saturdays or so, we'd go to the local bar, watch the UFC fight, stay up late. And he knew, he and all his buddies, who were my buddies as well, knew the moves. They, they, all of them had done wrestling or mixed martial arts at some point in time. So when things would happen, I was just like, okay, there's two dudes swinging on each other. They're like, no, no, no. He's positioning himself in a way that he's going to make a play for something. Mm-hmm. And then he would, the guy would do it. Yeah. I was like... How'd you see that? Like, well, it's obvious. Like, if you if you see the technique, you know what they're doing. It's a chess match. It's a yeah. chess match with two big old dudes. Yeah, that's and that's. Or um, women, I, I've realized that's what makes bo- boxing so fascinating too, because like you got you, you start to see what strategy. Like, are they are they letting the other person like fuck them up to mm-hmm. like wear them out, and then just like go all out? Yeah. Um. So that's actually something I really enjoy about sports in general, specifically, dude. Like baseball. For some reason, baseball is a chess match, dude. It is so, dude, and you can watch it too. Like I'll like when I go to baseball games, bro. Like I just can't help it. Like I'm just watching the pitcher. Is like overall, like, like his state, how he's looking, like how he's reacting to things. I'm watching the catcher. I'm watching like the batter, and I'm watching one team's energy as a collective on the field, and the other team's energy, how they're executing plays, and then you kind of start like what I love is like the mental chess match of it. Yeah. Because like in UFC, for example, you can start to see. Well, first of all, if, if um, I mean, I'm not that experienced, but like, I think you can see at the beginning who's going to win and who's not. Really? Yeah. I'm always wrong. <laughs> I can never call them that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't say my record's super good, too, because like, that's the cool thing about UFC is that things change quickly, right? So much. So quickly. But like, or a I guy think, can grapple, and then all of a sudden he's got him on the ground. Well, I always like, so Conor McGregor, like when he would go into every match, he's just a fucking animal. Like He's fully bought into the fact that he is the man. He's going to win. That's it. That's, that's the that's only reality that exists, is the mental. in the head, yeah. He's and won then, the mental game, which And then you have Khabib. Win. 
for example, Khabib, who's like doesn't show any emotion, no reaction, isn't looking to like shit talk with words. He's, he's actually business, just bro. the best. Yeah, he, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, like, he's actually physically just the best. And when guy. he gets in there, he's just gonna be a warrior, bro. Like yeah. he's he's trained to do this. He knows that, and he doesn't need to say a fucking word about it. It's you know so what I mean? Fast. Have you seen the video of him talking to the guy on the ground? No, I haven't it's seen my that one. Favorite video. I like I watching their interviews. Are funny. They're all good, yeah. and so all the crazy um, Western or Eastern European guys are all nuts. But so my favorite favorite UFC video is Khabib's got the guy on the ground and he's literally he's talking to him and he says why don't you give up he's like he's not taunting me he's like you know I'm better you know I'm better why are you hurting yourself you know I'm going to win this just give up save the trouble I'm serious like I'm not messing with you <laughs> dude it's just a full conviction so like I like watching the shit of that energy through the UFC fight right like mm-hmm. so if you have someone like that's not Khabib and they come with the same demeanor, at some point you'll see them break in the match. You'll yeah. see the moment where like in everything, and everything about their energy, they're just done. Like they're they have lost one, one doubt and that one doubt just kills it's, you. It's dude, in that that's what makes it so fucking primal. That one doubt and yeah. the other person is gonna beat the shit out of you for it. Like it's, it's like you so any, any sign of weakness, bro. Yup. So have you ever watched uh, like The Last Kingdom, like any of those old, old warrior movies? No, shows? Last Kingdom, but I, it's I good could, show. It's Last good Kingdom show. show. Yeah, yeah, Last Netflix. Kingdom. It's really it's really good. It's on Netflix, it's a little corny, okay. but Nor- no, the point is there's a bunch of video or movies and shows like this where you've got the two armies looking at each other and they're both they both like really want to get each other and you get in there and they always depict in the movies and shows there's a moment where one or two three people seem to be getting a little nervous and those nerves just spread throughout the line and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. everyone's nervous and it doesn't matter who was winning before the side yeah, that's not nervous no that's takes true over. dude you see that like world war ii movies too where like one fucking pussy in the u.s army guy, dude. yeah one that, guy. not to call him a pussy yeah like, that might don't be do me that. to be yeah, honest yeah, yeah, yeah my bad nah, that's that's nah, fucked nah, up actually i'll take up. i take that one back see yeah, my see, ego is down yeah we're good we're good we're walking it back this is why we're not gonna get canceled we're fine we're fine if someone takes a clip and says here's here's joey valentino saying that the u.s is he walked just, it back. He yeah, walked yeah, it I'll back. show him the whole clip. No, 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 no. This guy's good. He's, no. good. He's good. I promise. So funny. But no, you're right. You can see like the one, and then it just it's like a cancer. It just mm. goes right through the line. Yeah, and you know, um, to to I'm gonna walk it back another hour sure. or so. But like to dial it back to sales, that's what's a really interesting about sales is if you can ask people enough um impactful questions. That's that. So sales. Most people think sales is like telling somebody they should think or yeah. believe something, right? They do think that. Yeah. And what it actually is, is understanding somebody and then communicating with them, right? So like, for example, um, there's like a moment in most calls that, that are super good moments because like that's when the conversation starts to get good is when you ask somebody the right question and, and then like the actual answer comes out and they reveal like, okay, this is what I'm trying to accomplish. This is what's holding me back and this is where I need help. Yep. Can you help me? Right, and that's the moment the energy, like, just kind of like in a UFC fight, shifts in a sales in a in a sales conversation. But it's the opposite of the letdown. It's there's no nerves. It's the we're on the same team now. Yeah, the same ex- energy. Ex- we're pushing the exactly, same direction. Exactly, dude. That's yeah. the second brain. That's mm. that's the second. That is brain. the second brain, dude. Yeah. And and what what does it have to do with? It has to do with what I've been saying the whole podcast, bro. Is it comes back to authentic authenticity, bro? Like I think so. We I, smell bullshit a mile away. Exactly. So I would have asked do. the question that opened up the conversation if I didn't authentically care and if i wasn't authentically if i was trying to show up as like a dude with like a freaking floral thing and a chain around his neck and if i showed up to the call like that i would i wouldn't have asked the right question but if i showed up as joey and i asked that question or if i show up as whoever the fuck your name is and you ask the question or you actually like you ask a question that you're actually meaning to ask and you're aware enough to ask the right question because this is what you're trying to find out so if you find that out 
Like that's when like conversations generally tend to get good. You know what I mean? I don't think you have the ability to be someone else. Like I think so because no, okay. I've seen you try a few times, and usually within like thirty seconds, you slip back. And you're like, you be, I could see it happen behind your eyes. You're like, wait, I actually don't care that much. I'm just giving me. Dude, it's really cool. So like it's fun true. to watch. I'm like, yeah. ah, there he is. He's back. <laughs> yeah, dude. Literally, so true. So true. Thank you. I take that as a compliment. It's a huge yeah. compliment. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's so a lot of people. You like. And again, I used to do this too, is the doubling down is so weird. It's the, oh wait, I'm recognizing this is not actually me. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here right now. What am I doing? Instead of, instead of sitting down being like, okay, wait, I'm going to be real with you right now. This is how I feel. This is who I am. They, they just keep going and they feel worse and worse and worse. So I have, I have an interesting time with that with you because like what I've noticed is we have very similar views on things, but also very different views on things. Very very like similar and then very different right we, we agree on the big things and the details are always different dude yeah yeah that's a really good way to put it so like when we have conversations like i'm like full steam ahead on like what i think like you agree with right and then you like like so, so i remember one with the one time i specifically remember is we were at black sheep oh yeah do you remember that time i don't remember exactly what it is we were talking about but you stopped like you like i wasn't expecting it but you disagreed with me like multiple times right and, it was and something I, financially. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> it something that had to do with like that or economics, something or, or I can't remember exactly what we were talking about, but like I had dial back and be like, oh fuck, this person I actually respect and like is like completely disagreeing with me right now. Well, like, that's okay. What, There's nothing wrong with exa- that. Well, exactly. And then it was just like thinking like, okay, what is he? And then when, like when I hear your perspective out, I can't say I always still agree after, yeah, but then, but you know what it does more than anything? It helps me understand like how you see things, right? Um, and then that gets into the whole conversation of what is true and false and subjectivity and objectivity. But like that's that's a whole other conversation. A, that's a hard conversation. So <laughs> let me do, let me do this. Let me do this because we're we're almost at that fifteen minute point. I'm gonna all, throw an all, idea out. all the time in the world until dude, you're done, dude. So I will do this anyway because it could lead to some good conversation. Go ahead. Um, <clears throat> so I wanted to capture this pos- this this part on the podcast. Um, that was the point. So the question or the topic or the transition would be on, um, okay, we get off the podcast, we get off the pod, and then we're just hanging out, like bullshitting for the next, until you head out, what are we talking about? What do you want to talk about? Dude, what would you say, bro? I feel like I feel like you'd say something. Well, I want to know who the guy that you were talking to that's the CEO of the airline is. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Uh, you don't have to tell me, don't tell me on here. I'll, t- I'll tell you that, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a span. It's a South. It's a ah. Spanish airline. Yeah, it's a Span Spanish airline company. So I'm probably not gonna know. Yeah, you probably could guess it if you tried, but Maybe. I would. I wouldn't reveal it just for all intents and purposes of integrity. Yeah. Not like anybody's gonna give a shit or hear it. That's why we don't get canceled because we act with integrity, bro. Yeah, well, so, but I don't. I don't ever want to give someone's private information away because that's really one of the only things that we actually have left. It's kind of not cool. It's not cool. It's kind of not cool. That's that's what that's why there's certain people that I was willing to say. Like like Khalid for example, like I'll always bring yeah, up his name. Like I, don't I know really, the guy, and you know, he's we know the guy, so. and every like everything that I would say about him, like um, he would appreciate anyway. Um, I don't know the guy, you know what I mean. So I'm not gonna like bring him up like that, and like right. for, for whatever purposes. I think it's uncharted waters because we're we're at a point in time where we all kind of know that all of your information, if the second you own an iPhone and you live on it for a year, your information's toast. It's gone. All mm-hmm. the American companies have it. They've traded it ten times. They've sold it to everyone. They've sold it to the Chinese, the Russians. Everyone, everyone has whatever they need from you, and so 
I'm kind of in this point where I'm grasping for straws of like I want some kind of control over that, and so Dude, I, I actually don't give a shit. I and some people don't, and that's yeah. the other argument. Why, why do you Why do you give a shit? I like I like the sense that I'm fighting back, even knowing that it doesn't do anything. Uh-huh. Silver and Chelsea constantly make fun of me for this, and they'll be like. You're such a moron. Just download TikTok. And I say, no, fuck you. I'm not downloading TikTok. Like, I don't. <laughs> I, I, have, I have read through and looked at the agreement you sign when you download TikTok. And what it does is when you click accept, it tells, it, it says, in essence, the Communist Party of China has access to whatever they want. They can call that information from TikTok of the United States because everyone wants to say, no, it's TikTok of the U.S., Guess what? They're entirely and wholly owned by the Communist Party of China, the People's Republic, whatever the fuck they call it. So yeah, they can crazy, call that actually. information, and then they can call information from any device that your device has connected to. My phone connects to my laptop, which has all my banking information and everything on it. I know whoever wants that information can get it. I know deep down I have no control. But I like the idea of fighting back just a little. Mm. Just a little. Just be like, no, you're not going to get this without a fight. I know you already have it. I don't care. You've won. Whatever. But guess what? Fuck you. Uh, that's interesting because like the reason – so I haven't downloaded – well, I did download TikTok. Um, but it was only for the purposes of helping somebody with their social media and getting views on their on their videos. So I was like curating their content. That's and then, the trade-off. It's so easy to get publicity on it. Until it changed. It changed. Yeah. Because the views went down. And it actually changed because I like read news on it. So – um, but my, my thought is like that's the only time I have downloaded it but like I don't really give a shit enough to scroll through TikTok um, I, I'm, I'm disappointed enough that I even re-downloaded Instagram anyway but I do use it as a communication method with some people like you included we send memes to each other Instagram's great it's a great way to keep up with dude people. it is it's kind of like our um, it's like a, it's like our keeping up like yeah. contact card do you right? have different apps for different people <sighs> no I pretty much just have Instagram and, and WhatsApp because yeah. like I travel um, and then I use iMessage, yeah. So all my friends I keep up with through Instagram, yeah, yeah. Those. Well, that's that's kind of my point. Is I was I was writing this thing earlier and I'm like, well, the beauty of social media is that we use it wrong, but we can use it really correctly. Mm-hmm. And we use it wrong because we've been we've been kind of influenced to think you need to you need to get more views and people and all this. I'm like, no, no, no. Actually, all you should do is just put. You should consume less than you put out. But the content you put out should be very genuinely you. It should just be whatever you're interested whatever in. Whatever you want to put out, yeah. And you should put out a lot because it will give your friends reasons to talk to you. And and so, okay, so to, 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 I'm going to dial back like a minute here. Sure, sure. Um, I have to take my answer back. So I actually do have social media for different people. I have Facebook for fam- like really close family and like family friends and like high school friends. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like I have maybe like three or four hundred friends on on Facebook. I mean, not everybody I talk to, obviously, but just just like the general sphere of like who's been around for a while, right? Yeah. And old people. Shots. They still use Facebook. They still, yeah, they do. It's like their Instagram. Yeah. Uh, and then I have Instagram for like us, right? And then and then yeah. So that's that's what I would say about that. But then the other thing too is like, um, you know, I've actually this is a really cool topic too on. Yeah, you tell me when you want to stop. No, no, no. I'm having can, a good time. Okay, cool. Um, so like for for me, it's like what I try and do with Instagram. Like it's funny. Like when I go to uh, to other countries, they call me like an Instagram influencer, and I'm just so detached from that term. I'm like, dude, I trust me, I'm not an Instagram influencer. Hey, you don't know shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like you don't know that half of it, bro. Like you don't know these people. Uh, so Instagram for me is kind of like um the 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 content, the pictures now, and sometimes videos I put out on like my my personal page mm-hmm. is just 
whatever the fuck it is I want to put out, whatever the fuck it is that I think looks good for whatever fucking reason. And it, and so, cause I like to look back dude, I, you know, I don't know if you do this, you probably don't, but like I do, I, I actually scroll probably through my Instagram page, like more than I scroll through anybody else's or my feed, bro. I don't only because I don't, I, I don't follow my own advice. I don't put that much content out. Yeah. Well, I just like to look, I, for me, it's like memory lane. Like yeah. I, I like go back through the pictures. And and I should do that. Every time, every yeah. fucking good weekend I have and we take all these pictures and I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to post this and mark this memory. And like people will, pe- this was going to give people a reason to reach out and say hi. So what I do is I love the stories because I'm quick and that's how I like Twitter. Um, so I, I do the stories like a year or so ago, maybe two years. Time really flies. Mm. But a while ago on Mondays and Fridays, I would do, and this is before the podcast, this was actually the first iteration before the podcast, is I would just go on my Instagram story on my way to work before I got onto the highway, and I would just be like, hey, this happened, uh, here's what I think about it. Oh, we should have done a wide review, dude. <laughs> we should have done a wide review. We should have done a fucking wide review. The wide reviews are a point, they're a part of that. Dude, I love, dude, I, dude that's genius shit, dude. I love watching your fucking, I literally, and, like, I, like, if I have to step out of the room, I'll have to, I'll step out of the room. <laughs> To go watch your, like, like okay, god damn it, like, I'll hold, like, the story, right? And we, you know, walk over here a little bit, and, and you start watching it. It's, it's, that uh, dude, I fucking, it's just so funny. Bro, you, you got something really, truly good, like, going there, bro. Like, the wide reviews are, like, perfect for me, bro. <laughs> like, so you're, like Sean, you're so wrong, dude, but I love the wide reviews, bro. It's kind of the, that was another That's, purpose yeah, of it, too. Yeah. Well, actually, that wasn't even the purpose. The purpose <laughs> of that was different. But, so the, 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 the Instagram stories, I would just say these things and be like, hey, Tell me if you think I'm a moron. Tell me if you think I'm right. Either way, I'm going to win. Just talk to me. Uh-huh. And I would get so many people every week be like, oh my God, like, here's what I think about yeah, it. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, I love talking to you. Like, thank you so much. Like, this is great. I love talking yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. And so I did one last week or so, and it resulted in I got dinner with a buddy who I hadn't seen in years. It just gave him a reason to reach out, and we reconnected, and now we're back in touch. Mm. I got two more guests for the podcast that are coming up. Got like three, just like a whole bunch of interactions with good old friends that I haven't mm. talked to in so long. The wine reviews, on the other hand, were <laughs> so those were started because I was like, I'm an adult and I don't like red wine. I need to find out what kind of red wine I like. So every week I'm just going to go get a shitty bottle from Publix and uh, I'm just going to keep trying them and figure it out. And it worked. I know exactly what I like and what I don't like, but it resulted in all these people would comment on it and be like yo these are hilarious and i was like hey i haven't talked to you in so long how are you <laughs> it's been forever so you saw me checking my phone because i'm curious yeah so i um i have to share this i think this is so cool i love social media when you use it correctly yeah so this is this is to rally this is the message i so i know what you're going through because like you're getting like you're just striking up interesting conversations with it's people fun. And, it's fun. and reconnecting with people and staying connected with people over time you, you text someone you're like hey how are you they're like good how are you oh i'm good thanks how's work and then the conversation ends because mm-hmm. no one fucking cares that's a terrible conversation terrible dude so i got this message recently so um oh, dude check this out i'm gonna take out all the parts that yeah, uh, yeah. are personal, personal but like stuff. I've been I've been hating my so obviously I post content about like if, if you don't like what you're doing go find what you like to do right yeah you're great about it I have been hating my life job feeling extremely miserable for a few months now I've been feeling stir crazy and a lack of creativity and motivation and inspiration so this person and I decided that we want to move to this place we are in the process of making that we're going through this process so that we can move to this place 
our estimated moving date was going to be September, but now we think it'll be December so that we don't have to join the, we don't have to you know do this type of business there. Anyways, we felt a lot of relief knowing we got to quit and transition to this new adventure, but my parents were like very adamant about having a graceful, smooth exit from the company that I'm working with because the people really looked out for me. Yeah. So last Thursday, we gave our two months notice, which I gave my father a one month notice when I left. But Two months is very generous. Yeah, absolutely. Which, here's her answer, which in hindsight was a very bad idea, LOL. When someone gives their notice, it's clear they don't want to do the mentally taxing job as hard as they have done it anymore, right? So, well, that wasn't clear to my boss. So on Tuesday, I messed up with a client, said something I shouldn't, I shouldn't have. And I had also been having major breakdowns uh, besides hating the fact that we'd have to do this bullshit for two more months. So I think I sort of manifested it, but my boss fired me on spot. Then I made my mistake and then so-and-so quit the next day. So um, I can't wait to talk more. This new place I'm going to is the plan. I want to live on this ocean, right? and swim every day and be bilingual and maybe even go to college there once I'm fluent and most of all just meet so many different kinds of people and just have an adventure. I'm just so happy I finally feel such a relief and honestly I feel like myself again. Like being um, a representative for this company was literally killing my soul. That's a beautiful dream though. Dude. It's a beautiful dream. Dude, no, that's 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 what she, that's what that person's doing, bro. Yeah. yeah. Are they actually doing it? They're doing it. Yeah. They're doing it, bro. You know, and you know what? They, we were messaging a little bit more earlier. What she was, uh, what this person was saying. Obviously, it was a girl. Okay, so so what this what she was saying was, um, she was saying how like she feels like nervous but excited. Yeah, it's the anticipation, the adventure of the unknown, bro. Yeah, and I think we love that. We love exploration. Like forever and ever, humans yeah. have loved exploration, mm. and we ran out of places to explore besides space. Mm. So now, what do we have to do? We have to escape and explore outside of our lives. Mm. Which is a cool concept, actually. It's really not. It's not that bad. And if you can, if you can tackle the safety part of it, which actually probably makes it the most fun. But if you can, if you can get past that part, the rest of it's a no-brainer. It feels like. If you're like, all right, I what know, do you mean by the safety part? The safety part meaning I know where I'm staying. I know I have a place to stay. <laughs> I have a. I have. I know I can afford food to eat, or I can provide, and I water. Um, and I know that the place that I'm staying, I'm not going to get robbed every day. So something like, if you check off those boxes, then the rest of it is a piece of cake. You can solve the rest of it. That's fine. We're very adaptable, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that's like, the yeah, that's when it gets interesting. Because, I mean, I don't know about all that. Like, for me, I, I want to I be financially good so I, I throw the money in there too like i have that's to, part of the safety is yeah, providing the, the, safety. the place yeah. and the food and the water yeah yeah like i'm not going to make a decision right now where where money's not a part of it but right yeah no i, I would and that's the, you know that's how i feel like when i go to a new place all the time is like i i, I feel like how i felt when i was moving out of my first apartment mm -hmm. to go pursue like when i was going to vivid that's what i was doing bro i was packing my shit to go knock doors in 2016. You got this feeling. It's just like, I don't know. I feel like I'm going away to college, bro. Yeah, for like, me, that was what it was for college. Really? It was my freshman year. Yeah. It's like you packed up and you drive. And that first 20 miles, you're like, okay, whatever. And then at the 21st mile, you're like, 
holy shit, life is what about am, to be so different. What am I doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is wild. I don't know anyone. Dude, I fucking love that shit. On that moment, it's dude, cool. it's I scary. make sure to have like a dope song playing in the background. So that way it's, yeah. like, it's like, let's go. All your favorite hype music going on for it. Yeah. Well, I like to ask um, a lot of people this. I like to ask, you know, like, what if you had, what if you had a million dollars in your checking account right now? And a lot of people our age are like, dude, fucking, I'm gone. Like, I am so gone. I'm gonna be in Germany in a week. I'm done. Whatever. Um, you ask a lot of uh, older folks that, and they're typically like, okay, I'm closer to retirement. Like, I'm gonna sit down more and do nothing. I'm like, ooh, wait, that's bad. Like, that's not good. Like, I think we need to. I think we need to combine those two things and be like, okay, yeah, like having this, having this boost to your financial security, which is important for what we do, should put you closer to a secure place but it should also give you the freedom you want to go and do whatever you want like it, it's it's an opportunity more than anything hmm. so you're asking me what i would do right now today if i if a million dollars dropped in my account tonight absolutely just a yeah. fresh mill yeah so this is what i would do i would buy one house here in jacksonville um for home base and it would be so that's going to take like a third of your million right there yeah. a little more i will i would if okay i would buy a the fourth. house i would try to buy something under 250 grand good luck yeah yeah it's crazy i wonder i wonder how much do you think this house is worth whatever someone will pay for it okay so i would try I would, <laughs> sorry that's a real estate answer god damn it <laughs> i work in real estate if you were to take a guess if you were to take a guess side uh, of town house i would say 300 grand. I, I literally don't know i sell yeah houses. i don't i have no idea either but like I would try. I would. I would like. It. Okay. So depending on the price, I'd buy this house. What's li- the income? He's literally buy right, this Sorry, price. I'm being an asshole now. I'd buy this price. I'd buy this house, right? I'd make a good deal. I'll probably pay all cash because I don't really have that great credit. Uh, I've just oh, never really used credit that way. That shit. Oh my god. Yeah. Now I get a low interest rate. Wait another six months. It'll be fine. Yeah. Or do that. So that would go through you to buy it. Okay. So nah, I don't <laughs> get through me. I'll go through someone you recommend me. Yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got people. I've got people. Okay. And then the next thing I would do is I would probably buy one property under. I'd say 150k or like under 200k um probably in brazil somewhere i'd probably have to go look for it so i would spend at least a month looking for it and then from there what i would do 500 left yeah yeah so i have half a million dollars left the next thing i would do bro is um yeah i would just invest in myself dude i would i would get a ted talk um i would start bringing awareness to humanitarian projects bro i'd be working in the field and bringing funding to humanitarian projects what Whoever's cool and has a great fucking idea, which shout out to Kim from Globalware, I love you. Um, that would probably be one of the first people I go to is Kim from Globalware because that was my first humanitarian project and made me fall in love with the with the idea of it. Um, and then yeah, from there I would just um, you know I would hold on to the rest, hire a really good you know like money person, have them manage my money for me, like somebody like I trust and like um, you know can help me and like understands what I'm trying to pursue. And then I would just like move forward from there because a million dollars really ain't that much, bro. What I would do, so the, 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 the meat to the question and the answer, the meat to the answer to your question is I would buy two homes, one in a place I really love, one at, at home here in Jacksonville. Um, so that way when I do have a family, a wife and a kids, like I have home base. So that's always there for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would just proceed to go about doing fucking dope shit. And then, so for example, like getting on the TED stage and doing a TED talk, like now I have, a, you know, I have more money than I have time, right? So then I would go go and do those things and, and pursue those and connect with the right people and invest in the right things to make me go from, you know, thinking about what I'm going to spend with a million dollars to like, dude, how can I like change the world or how can I do something fucking awesome, right? That also brings in many more millions of dollars. How do your dreams come true? 
So does that dream have anything to do with the fact that you sell TED Talks, basically? Yeah, um, so yes and no. So, Sorry, I'm messing with you. No, that's that's I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. So like, yes, and, yes and no. It's a great question, honestly. Um, so so yes, it's, it's so no in the sense that it's not only because I sell TED Talks, but yes, certainly it's because I sell TED Talks. Because it's something you're familiar with. Yeah, it's well, and it makes perfect sense, bro. Like, I mean, if there's any one of your friends, who the fuck would you like probably choose to do a TED talk? I'd love to see you up there walk through the whole thing. <laughs> okay, I wasn't putting my my myself ahead of any John's friends, but yeah, no, dude, no, 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 I think it'd be fun. I, I have a lot of messages, bro. Like, um, one of them is for 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 people who have ADHD and understanding that's like um a strength. Um, well, if, that's like the talking through your statements as you get to them kind of thing. Yeah, we should be embracing that. We shouldn't be rejecting it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and helping them understand like, yo, you've got something special here that nobody else has, um, which is why I, I stand, I, I set myself apart from the crowd often, right? So like learn to leverage that. Um, I would have another message for like uh, people who don't have like a plan um, and are 18 to 30 basically and don't know what the fuck they're doing and feel like they want to die because their life sucks. That's a big portion of the people, sadly. Exactly, dude. And my message would be is like, bro, there's something there. Trust me, bro, because I was that person, right? And then my other message would probably be like about, for fun, like digital nomadism as being an advocate for if you don't have a plan, things holding you back or a career mm -hmm. to go and fucking set your life, like set yourself up to be able to go do that because you will that will put you out of your comfort zone and an environment that allows you to thrive. So when you put someone like me who didn't have a plan, who didn't have a specific career, who didn't have a reason to stay where I was staying, and you take me and you put me in another environment, now I'm in UFC mode, bro. I'm in like, I'm in, I'm in dire, 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 you know, thrive mode, right? It's like warrior mode. You figure it out, bro. Like that's what the fuck I've had to do, bro. Like I've literally like, when I was in Colombia and Santa Marta on the beach, like where the fucking beautiful places on earth next to me, um, I was miserable, bro. I was like so scared. Like I was literally not at that point. I was doing the internship for a firm in New York to do to, like trade stocks. But like within the next six months to a year, I wasn't gonna be making money. You know what I mean? Like, and I just didn't have that much time or money to like feel comfortable doing that. And so I was literally like, "Fuck! I am on the brink of failure, bro. Like, I am on the brink of having to come back home to John Cole and explain to him how to pick up a job, uh, car washing cars again. You know what I mean? Before before I like figure out what I'm gonna do next, I wasn't ready for that. So like. So that, that's why I would do a TED Talk. That passion, like that thought thing is like, cause there's people I know right now that are waiting to hear this shit. Um, and so that's what I would do, bro. And I love doing it, bro, like obviously, right? So um, to answer your question, two houses, TED Talk, humanitarian work. That would be my first step. And then whatever comes from there, I haven't thought that far yet. I don't know what that looks like, but that's my, that's my one to two year goal is to do all those things. So you'd say, chase your goddamn dreams cause they ain't here. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. You're fucking right, dude. Yeah. I, I couldn't end it any better. Mm. You want to drop it right there? Mm-hmm. This was so much fun. Did you have fun? Dude, yeah, that was great. This that was a great pod, fun. dude. That was a great one. I love it. All right. Good shit. See you guys next week. You fucking hate networking, though. <laughs>